What's going on, everybody? I'm Brad. I'm Miguel. And happy Saturday. Hope y'all are having an awesome start to your weekend. We would like to welcome you to episode number 84 of Let's Talk Movies. Listen, very, very full show for you guys tonight. Um, lots and lots to talk about, specifically Marvel and Halloween ends. Um, I was out of town for a couple days and a lot of stories broke this week. Um on multiple different fronts. So lots and lots to talk about on the Marvel side of things. Lots to talk about regarding Halloween ends. Um, we're going to start tonight's show by talking some Marvel news and different updates. Um, and the Miss Marvel finale with that big reveal, which I don't know about anybody else. I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. I did not. I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but we're going to talk some potential casting updates for the upcoming Fantastic Four film. Uh, we're going to talk what we could see at um, San Diego Comic-Con for Marvel Studios, uh, Hall H panel. Um, and we're also going to talk about something that's kind of bothered me, uh, specifically in response to the very controversial reviews of Thor Love and Thunder. Um, there's some, I guess you, I don't I guess you'd call it drama that's gone on with, um, or, or I should say within like the greater Marvel fandom and even outside of that, just in the, in the whole movie community. Um, and I'd like to address that on tonight's show, too. And, of course, Halloween Ends has been trending all week, so the trailer is officially coming next week. And while the movie is largely still under wraps, thank the Lord, uh, there are some discussions being had amongst Halloween fans and in the horror community about the movie, um, quite frankly, that has people shaking their heads. So we're going to spend the second half of the show talking Halloween ends. And of course we'll take your questions and uh, we'll chat with you guys throughout the show. So just a lot going on right now. Um, big discussion to be had. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Miguel. How's it going, buddy? We're going good, man. I'm excited for this. Uh, possibly two and a half hour shot. No, I'm kidding. Oh my God, that would... He's yeah, just kidding. He actually means four hours. Oh my God. <laughs> so verbose. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually, if you scroll through the comments on one of our older videos, you'll see what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a good whatever. insult whenever I had to look up the fucking word. I was like, God well, damn. I knew what the word meant, but I read it and I was like, okay. I did not because uh, my uh, IQ level is that of a fucking ant. So I had to look up the word and I uh, I saw it and I was like, that's pretty good. Pretty good. When you gotta make me look up the the word to be insulted, I'm okay with that. So I'm all That's good, right, man. All right. Uh, you know, I know with you working, I I was out of town this week, as I said. Um, and thank God traveling. there were no trailers because I don't know how to work this stuff. So I know. Thank God, because Brad texted me. He was like, "Bro, I want you to know right now. Like, if the trailer drops, can you do a reaction?" I was like, "Bro, I only have the login to view this. I don't, <laughs> and I pay for it. So like, it's whatever. So, so like, I don't know how to do work it. On, it. You could do it on your end if you wanted to, but I okay. wouldn't know how to fucking do it. So but yeah, luckily, thank God we didn't have the trailer. Listen, luckily the Halloween ends trailer did not drop last week. Uh, mm -hmm. or this week, I should say, and luckily it didn't drop or just yesterday any trailer because yeah. we, we were joking about this. By the way, this kind of ties in uh, Tuesday night. Let me scroll up here. I have a lot of graphics tonight. Tuesday night, Mike and Jay are joining us uh, from We Watched a Movie for episode number 15 of Purely and Simply Evil. We're going to take a deep, deep, and I mean deep into Nails, uh, Nails, Neil's pants. Uh, we're going to take a deep dive into Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And of course, the uh, the Halloween Ends trailer actually drops the day after this show. So we'll talk a whole bunch of Halloween Ends on that show, too. It's going to be a good time. Um, but it, what I was saying is we're lucky that the trailer didn't drop because 
I was talking to Mike uh, a little bit last week and I was like, you know, we had some technical issues where we couldn't do that show when we were supposed to do it. Um, And uh, we were sitting there chatting back and forth and I was like, well, I'm out of town the first half of the week. And he was like, well, I'm out of town the last half of the week. And I was like, (laughs) I said, it's going to drop when one of us are out of town. It's going to happen. And and he was like, don't say that, (laughs) but, uh, but it's okay. So it's getting ready to drop and we are super, super excited. But you know, like Miguel, we even, we honestly, a lot of the stuff going on both on the Marvel front and on the Halloween front, we really haven't had a chance to even talk about it off air because we've been, you know what I mean? We've both been doing our own thing and so busy. So I'm also moving this week. So like the room, I'm starting to take the studio down a little bit and it's, things are going to be, and it sucks because it's going to be like, we have this show and then Mike and Jay are on Tuesday night and then the Halloween ends trailer drops Wednesday. And then we have San Diego Comic-Con going on at the same time. So next week is just going to be like, here's all the movie news you never knew you wanted. And also look at my blank wall because I'm moving. <laughs> I know it's right. Look at and just look at everything going on. So, uh, Miguel, yeah. what are you drinking, my friend? Thank God you said some. I was staring at this fucking beer for like a couple of minutes. I was like, bro, I just want to drink it right now. He, he wanted so, me to say uh, something. Well, you could have drank it. I yeah, was pretty mine. much. Uh, I have this thing called 35K. If you guys heard of it, uh, who is this? Thirty-five against the grain. K. Ooh, I like against the grain. Yeah, like it's the- uh. It's out of Louisville, I think, bro. This shit's like 7.0 alcohol. Yeah, yeah their stuff is pretty and pretty up there. This shit's pretty fucking potent. Yeah. Wiggity woo, we're putting in a swimming pool. And if there's enough <laughs> left over, we're going to fly you all down here to help and help us dedicate it. This is not your typical jelly of the month club, milk stout. This stout is silky smooth and sweet and worth the 35K. Okay, but you whoa, can whoa, have whoa, only whoa, a little because the rest is ours. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that a Christmas beer? Because you realize what you just said, right? What? You re- you realize everything you just said is from my favorite movie of all time. Is it really? National is Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Christmas all of that. The Jelly is of the Wiggity Month Club Woo? thing. The, I don't know what Wiggity Woo is. I don't know about that. But the, the Jelly of the Month Club thing. Uh, is it a Christmas beer? Why are you drinking a Christmas beer in July? I don't fucking know, dude. It just said 35K and it has a cool design. I'm <laughs> that kind of awesome. guy. So, yeah, I I got it. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, be hitting the floor after this podcast, I guess, because fucking 7%? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's awesome, dude. I don't That's even awesome. drink anymore. And you're over here drinking Christmas vacation beer, and I I need that. Like, I need, Dude, it looks black. It looks like you're drinking tar. Like motor oil that some like you look like you're drinking what would be in somebody's car if they haven't had an oil change for like a year and a half. I mean, it makes my Stranger Things cup look more ominous than usual because you know how it's like fading. So yeah, especially the fact that Stranger um, Things was kind of faded, like from the distance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I gotta say, man, uh, I'm a big fan of stouts. Obviously, I'm a big fan of dark beer. Uh, so like you know, stuff with vanilla bean and like you know, just you know, stout yeah. beers and stuff. I'd love a Guinness. What? Oh, coffee. Fuck. Uh, yeah, sure. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a good beer. Yeah, I'll agree. It's it's really thick. I'm not like not like thick, thick like you know like not that tight, but like you know when you drink this, you're gonna be like heavy for like a solid hour. So this isn't this isn't like a beer you take you get like you know at a at a bar if you're bar hopping. No, this is the one you drink after like you know after a long ass fucking day and it's Christmas morning. And you want to leave your boss out in the desert and die, you know, 
like from the vacation, the Christmas Lampoon vacation. So other than that, I mean, yeah, it's decent beer. I'm gonna drink it slow though, for the so, sake of the show. We drink it slow. I um I, I I'm drinking one that's actually grown on me quite a bit. Um, this is Braxton Brewing Company. Uh, I believe it's called Summer Road Trip. It they're out of Covington, Kentucky, so they're up north too. Um, they uh, it it's a really good beer. It's it took me a while because it's really like there's a lot of there's a lot of citrus. Like it's a lot of lemon. There's some berry. I don't know if it's blueberry or strawberry or there's some berry in there too. I'm not usually a I can do citrus, but I'm not really a big like bright fruity beer kind of person. But this one, it's I don't know. This one's grown on me. The first time I had it, I I didn't like it, but it's it's um it's grown on me. So, and I'm drinking it out of a uh, West Six Brewing Cup, which is um sacrilegious. Yeah, it's fine. Boy, I'm not gonna lie, Kentucky. Look, guys, I know. I know you guys talk shit. I know a lot of people outside of Kentucky talk shit about like us, and you know we we walk barefooted, racist as fuck. But you know what? <laughs> at least at least we got like you know good, decent like breweries. If I'm if I gotta say so myself, like oh you know, yeah, like there's, there's we got a lot of great breweries, man. Like you know, and most of these I Listen. just find out like like I, every week I'll find like a new brewery or something like that, or some ragtag group of guys that said, you know what, we're just gonna make a beer, and you know it goes on the shelf. So I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Listen, yeah, let's I'm be proud, real. Of, proud of proud of our little barefoot racist uh, <laughs> state. You know, we make great beers. Listen, Kentucky may be known for many things, and there's actually there's a lot of, and I, I don't know. Tell me if you're in a different state. I don't know where any of you listening are, but like if you're in a different state, there are like I don't know. There are a ton of necessarily untrue, like stigmatisms about. Uh, or uh, just a stigma about Kentucky, like the, stereotypes, or yeah, like, like just a bunch of different weird stereotypes. This man said stigmatism, like <laughs> like 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 of the eye, you know, like <laughs> like a stigmatism. A st- I meant to say stereotype. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Everybody thinks that Kentucky like walks like Kentucky people walk on dirt floors and they still use outhouses and I don't know. Everybody's got like a Confederate flag in their front yard, which is true for some of the state, but. Uh, largely it's not yeah my neighbor's got a giant blank blanket of the confederate flag so i mean hey man you just you just have neighbors that's it that's all it's fine what are you gonna do um but you gotta admit kentucky is known for good booze it is we have good alcohol it definitely is man like i gotta be honest like we we really know we really hit the nail on the on the head with this shit man we did we did uh let's go and we also have great movie podcasts so cool we do. I mean, what can you say? I think yeah. we're here. Wham's here. Uh, Piz Owl is here. There's a, quite a few of them that are in uh, Kentucky. Uh, Rosalie is here. She says, hi, guys. She also says, are they really making another Fantastic Four movie? Are they going to mess this one up, too? Uh, yes, they are making another Fantastic Four movie. Hopefully, they're not going to mess this one up. We're actually going to talk about that um, a little bit tonight because uh, there's uh, it's, it's one of those things... It, Fantastic! This Fantastic Four film is the new Spider-Man: No Way Home, where there's just like an endless supply of um, of guessing. It's just it's like a huge guessing game as to mm. who they're going to cast as Reed Richards and what's happened, who's going to be the villain, who's going to be in it, who's going to direct it. It's just been like a nonstop flow of um, like exactly what happened with Spider-Man: No Way Home and exactly what happened with WandaVision too. So. Uh, Halloween's in the chat. Hi, Brad and Miguel. Sorry, I've been busy again. What's going on, buddy? No worries. That's an awesome profile picture. I hope you drew that because that looks really, really cool. That's a nice picture of uh, Mikey Mikey. Uh, Sierra Brad says, looks I that lo- seriously. What? <laughs> what? I was going to. 
No, I'm sorry, Zani. I hate to cut you off, but I was <laughs> going to say, his Sierra, profile he just cut you off. Just let you know. Yell at me later. Uh, his his profile picture looks like looks like a fucking uh. You know, what you know, what I'm talking about like the like those like uh sketch drawings that people post on like local uh local news station when they're trying to look find somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know how like the Zodiac oh, Killer had like one? a mugshot. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like or yeah, like, like, the, a, like a, the artist sketch of what somebody would look like. Artist sketch of what somebody would look like. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Okay, Let's we can go it. back now. All right, now I'm gonna get to Sierra's comment because I mean, duh. Uh, I love citrus in my beer. Well, that's good. You'd like this one. Try Braxton. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Summer Road Trip. Braxton uh, Rosalia says sure Blue Moon with an orange. Ooh, Blue Moon's a good one, man. I actually have my my I have a couple Blue Moons in my fridge that I need to drink. Maybe I'll drink them Tuesday night when Mike and Jay are on. Uh, oh man, the Slaughtered Lamb Movie Podcast is in the house. Frank and Darren, what's going on? Listen, if you have not subscribed to Frank and Darren, open a new tab and do it right now because they have an awesome, awesome show. We had them on. Yeah, man, um, they're absolutely couple, fun. They're a what great a group. They're a great duo. About a month ago, we had them on, and we talked to American Werewolf in London, um, and that was a really, really good time. So go check that out. Uh, so as we said, we're going to start the show tonight by talking a little bit of Marvel. We're going to talk Ms. Marvel, um, which, Miguel, have you seen Ms. Marvel yet? No. Okay. It's I, You so can I'll, talk about it. I mean, yeah, I'm well, willing to watch any show. I don't get particularly mad I, about I assume you know show. about the massive I already know what happens. At the end. Okay. Yeah, I that, That's know, a pretty yeah. big... It was a pretty big... Like, I actually hadn't seen the finale when I mm-hmm. heard that. And I was like, there's no way. And I finally watched the finale. I was like, no shit. I was like, they really just dropped mutants. Um, so we're going to talk Ms. Marvel a little bit. We're going to talk Fantastic Four, as we there's mentioned. A spoiler. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk um, San Diego Comic-Con and what we could see uh, for the Walking Dead panel. <laughs> and then I do have a little bit of a rant, I apologize, planned about Thor Love and Thunder. Um, you don't plan we a re- rant. Well, it's not, re- it's not really planned, but we, we did talk um, or we did review Thor Love and Thunder uh, last week. Um, we enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't, and that's kind of stemming, or, or excuse me, that's kind of branching this entire bigger conversation about things out. Um, and then once we finish our Marvel talk, we are going to jump in and we're going to talk a lot about Halloween ends as well. So, um, so let's start this thing. So, Ms. Marvel, let, before we get to the big, big spoiler um, for the end, let's talk uh, the series as a whole. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's different. It's very different. And it, it kind of goes into the whole thing. Like, tell me why it's different first. Well, listen, listen, so many people are complaining about Marvel's, uh, phase four and that nothing feels tied in. Everything is very stylistically different. And that's the thing. This is very much, um, culturally, this is very much about a Muslim girl and her family and, it, it, it ties in a lot of different cultural things similar to the way um, that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did with Anthony Mackie's character, um, similar to the way that WandaVision was different. Like the thing is every single one of these TV shows and every single one of the, uh, of the films. I mean, when you look at Black Widow, when you look at Thor Love and Thunder, when you look at um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, when you look at Eternals, when you look at Spider-Man No Way Home, like they're all very, very different. And this felt different. It actually took me, um, my wife and I both watched it and, and it 
it took me a little bit to get into it. I'm not going to lie. Um, Julia said this uh, the best way. She was like, it feels more juvenile than the rest of the Marvel things. But I don't think that's necessarily a, a criticism or a, a negative thought. I, I it, it feels juvenile, but that's the story they're trying to tell. I mean, Kamala mm-hmm. Khan is not, you know, she's not 19. She's not a, a, a young adult. I mean, she is a young adult, but she's a teenager. She's still very much like freshman in high school. Um, you know, it, it's even a little bit more juvenile than and you remember the type of Tom freshman Holland. you were in, in high school. It's freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely wasn't as cool as these kids in here. Um, but the characters are really good. I, it, it's a little, there are some things that I, I would honestly maybe even go back and rewatch just because I was kind of like, I, I didn't understand certain things. It's different. Um, very, very culturally, uh, I don't know if impactful is the right word, but it it really, really. It really represents it, the culture the, that it's trying yes, to represent. Yeah, I would it, I would agree with you if that's the statement you're trying to go for. Yeah, and but even in the way that she gets her powers, she, she's got this bangle and it basically unlocks the mutant ability in her is kind of what they went for with this. Because if you remember, <clears throat> Kamala Khan uh, is, she's an inhuman in the comic book. Mm-hmm. She's not a mutant, mm-hmm. she's an inhuman. So that's kind of a big drastic change from um, from the comic book. And that's, what, that's one of the main criticism I've heard in, in articles that's been written uh, about the show in particular, was the change between, was the change with, the change of her becoming a mutant instead of an inhuman. Yeah. Which, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly have any problems with it because I wasn't particularly a Kamala, like, well, I wasn't particularly a Miss Marvel fan. So, like, I mean, I don't particularly care for it. But you know, there's a lot of criticisms going on as well about the reason why, what, like, why make her a in, why make her an inhuman in the comic books, but also make her a mutant, and why make, why make, uh, Miss Marvel the first introduction of mutants when you have so many other, uh, iconically like culturally well, like culturally iconic like mutants to come out so like it's like like i don't particularly care but it's something it was a discussion that's been yeah. brought up and i didn't know if you're gonna bring that up but that's definitely like some of the some of the backlashes that the end of the, the end of that post credit scene got yeah and, and i think i think a lot of it kind of stems into what we're going to talk about in a little bit with thor love and thunder like I, the mm-hmm. fact that it feels so different and it feels so um it feels so not removed, but it it feels like the stakes aren't quite as big. It feels very much like this is her origin story, which it is. It, you have to go into season one like, this is Kam- Kamala Khan's origin story. This is nothing mm-hmm. more. This is not going to play into some big, which of course it might with the X-Men, but it's not going to play into some big overarching arc in the in the mcu it's just her origin story um and i was okay it it did feel kind of quick the mutant thing um because literally uh homeboy who plays henry in the walking dead is her best friend in the show and um essentially he just says something along the lines of you know i took a look back at your dna and there's something different it's almost like there's a mutation and and then you hear the booby dooby dooby doom Booby dooby doo be doom. Booby dooby doo be doo from the X-Men, the X-Men 97 theme. Um, which is funny. I actually I showed Miguel a tweet the other day and it was like Kevin Feige has done more just throwing in the X-Men 97 theme twice in the MCU. I've heard you than say like, that. Than like the 20 Fox X-Men movies that they've had. I was like, oh, 
Mm -hmm. you know so but i think i think the reason why they chose to make kamala khan a mutant is because you know everybody's had this question of when are the x-men going to enter the mcu where are the x-men where are the x-men where are the x-men and i think they're going to do it very very slowly and they're going to trickle them in Mm -hmm. i think um they're just going to give breadcrumbs at first like the Mm -hmm. the kamala khan thing just going to use a breadcrumb um there is a the the excuse me the there's a few different villains but one of the villains is a government agency called damage control and they're trying to find enhanced people in new jersey and they get on the trail of her and these other um the the clandestines i think that's what they're called they're kind of the other half of the villain thing um but you know this damage control sector of the government is trying to track her down and they're trying to find her. Uh, and I could see them doing something. Um, I could see them tying into the X-Men somehow and trying to hunt down mutants. Um, my only thing about having Kamala Khan be a mutant is I find it hard to believe other than Wanda, other than Pietro, we haven't like, there's really not been any mm-hmm. other enhanced or mutants that we've seen in the mcu so far like and i'm it's not either you're about... it's either you're a god or you got some good skills or exactly you know how to build or, like a suit. or or there was yeah. an accident and something happened or you like a, like a bruce banner or you're tony stark and you built your stuff and you're a genius mm-hmm. or you're thor or vision <laughs> like that's kind of or you, know you what had I mean? a jet blow up in your face yeah like exactly. that's so... like everyone has their different uh everyone has a uh, different origin stories so it, it was it was very interesting. Um, and, and I do think that it's I, I think they're going to lay breadcrumbs for the X-Men. I don't think the X-Men is going to be something where it's just like, hey, we're going to get an X-Men movie. Boom. And now mutants are in the MCU. I think they're really going to slowly build up to uh, mutants being a larger force within the MCU. So I did like Miss Marvel. It's cur- it, it kind of kind of surprises me a little bit. But Ms. Marvel is actually the highest rated MCU project to date. Not the show. It is the highest rated MCU movie or TV show to date, including infinity war, including captain America, civil war, including the winter soldier, including iron man. Like nothing has a better score, a better critic score than Ms. Marvel does. So see, so what take I don't that like as critics. I don't you know. like critics. Yeah. We're going to talk that. about that later too. <laughs> there's a lot we're going to talk about okay. tonight so uh so i enjoyed miss marvel definitely check it out I, I encourage you to check it out miguel i think you i think you'd like it after the first it, it does take it it takes a little bit to pick up steam but once it does pick up steam they they do a really good job of telling her story uh let's yeah, talk the fantastic four so earlier this week the internet was flooded with reports that steven spielberg had signed on to direct uh, Marvel Studios' upcoming Fantastic Four film. And as we know, John Watts was originally attached to direct that movie, but dropped shortly after it was announced. And from what I understand, I think he just wanted a break from the comic book movie world, which I can understand because, listen, he did three Spider-Man movies, and, I mean, they were really big deals. I mean, look at Spider-Man No Way Home. They were That was, that was a massive ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I can understand wanting to just be like, you know what? I'm going to step back from, (laughs) I'm going to step back from Marvel for a second. It's kind of a lot going on right now. Um, And I get that. So John Watts has stepped away and these rumors of Steven Spielberg 
Uh, oh my god! I just looked up John movie. Watts like uh, uh, filmography. This man, man's only like th- like three like box office hits or like you know notable hits is Spider Man. That's 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 insane. Yeah. The other ones I've never particularly heard of, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I so I mean, yeah. I'm, I hope he's able. I hope with this after Spider Man uh, trilogy, he can like you know. Get some more notoriety and make some films because he's uh he make he made some pretty decent uh spider-man films i'll be honest oh yeah he's a he's a really good director um mm-hmm. but speaking of the, the the steven spielberg thing as it has since turned out via collider and a handful of other industry insiders steven spielberg is not attached to direct fantastic four however marvel did reach out to him and his team um to kind of gauge his interest in it but he i believe he denied um they have said they're looking for a big name director similar to similarly to tapping tam uh, tam tapping sam raimi to direct doctor strange in the multiverse of madness um they do want a big director to do it now i don't know who that would be i don't really have any uh are you okay yeah I'm just trying okay. to think of multiple uh, directors that I might want to have uh, directing the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I don't really have any. Um, I don't. I don't have a preference necessarily. I think there are people that would do a good job, but I mean, I. I, I think it depends on the story they're wanting to tell, um, and even kind of going on to, like talking about some of the the fan castings and things like that. Because as I said before, it's like a nonstop stream of of casting rumors and who's going to direct and who's playing Reed Richards, who's playing Johnny storm and Sue storm and Ben Grimm. And just, it, it, there's a whole bunch of different rumors going on with that. And the most recent one that I wanted to bring up, that's kind of gotten a lot of steam is Penn Badgley as Reed Richards. And if you're who unfamiliar with Penn Badgley, that? he is the dude who plays the main character, the crazy guy in you. Ew. I could listen. listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen to what I'm gonna say. What is he gonna get monologues in his head that we're all gonna fucking hear? No, but speaking of the monologue thing, I if you listen, if you've seen you, it's a really, it's a really great show. Um, he he does have these little monologues in his head, almost like he's schizophrenic or like he's like talking to himself or having an argument with himself. Um. I could almost, I could see him pulling off the really smart, very calculated, um, intuitive uh, persona. Narcissistic, uh, you know, pathologic, psychotic. I I could see it. Who's going to be Susan Storm? Victoria Bergeretti or something like that? No, no, I I don't know. Listen, I don't know. And I... And then you but, know what? Dylan Arnold, Theo Inger. Yeah, from you too. Make him Johnny Storm. Like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, there was I'm another totally one. Down. There was another one um, for Ben Grimm, and I don't remember who it was. Um, Jason Sagel, I think. I think it was Jason Sagel for, uh, for the thing. But I, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to make their appearance. As far as I'm aware, <laughs> Jason Siegel? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that. Sure. Playing the thing. Could you see him playing the thing? Sure, yeah. Hey, it, listen, I'm it's open like, to whoever. It's just like big bulk, any big bulky guy will, uh, big tall guy would, will do great as uh, the thing, honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, 
Uh, to be completely honest, I would kind of be okay with, like, everybody's throwing out big names. Like, everybody wants John Krasinski back, which is not happening. Um, everybody, uh, Andrew you Lincoln was a, I don't think, I sincerely doubt it is. I really don't think it I is. I think they could. I think they would. I think they yeah. could, but I don't think they're going to. I don't Bro, know. they brought, uh, they brought Charles Xavier back, man. They brought Patrick okay, Stewart. for like him. five minutes, though. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, sure. But, I mean, <laughs> it's him- not like he was a, a main character. Mm. oh but you know what it'd be very interesting you know if they're going to continue with the multiverse stuff i mean yeah jeff just have jace uh john krasinski as him and then you know the universe yeah. that lost their john krasinski could you know the well, family that, even... the family that lost their uh john krasinski could be like you know it'd be, it'd be an interesting story yeah well i even saw somebody that was like dude could you imagine if at some point we got a council of reeds Get Krasinski, get whoever they get to play Reed Richards in the MCU, get Ian Gruffud back from Tim Story's OG Fantastic Four movies, who I mm-hmm. still think is awesome. I like Tim way better than I like John Krasinski. As if you're going to have, a, character you're gonna have a council of Reed Richards, you better have Miles Teller in there. Just saying. I forgot about Miles Teller. That should go I to know. tell you what we think of that Fantastic Four film. I know. Well, hey, man, you know what? Okay, Say what you will. Yeah, Miles Teller, great actor. He didn't do too well in Fantastic Four, but after after he got that Top Gun body, I'm sure he'll, he'll kill it. Yeah. To be fair, though, that movie is literally hot, steaming, rank garbage. So, I mean, I don't think I'm he was to, working. I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to check what the reviews are on that one. I'm not going to lie. It's literally terrible. It is like actually one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. Like let me see. The like the original Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer are literally like Oscar winners compared to what that was. You know? I don't know. I don't know. They'd be uh they'd yeah. be a fun nine uh, percent holy fucking shit. Yeah. Nine percent on Rod Tomatoes. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. It's because they didn't give the thing any pants. That's why. What is <laughs> what is Oh yeah, he was like butt ass naked, wasn't he? That's weird. He really was butt ass naked. That's, that's very, very strange. What is the look do this for me? Look at the Tim Story Fantastic Four movie from what, like 2003, 2004, somewhere in there. What does that one have? Twenty-eight percent. So not not much better. Oh, I thought it'd be much better than that. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> was the, critics, thinking, the critics he was over the critics don't matter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the critics we, don't matter. The critics Let's don't matter when it when it did when, when we disagree with it. That's pretty much the way it works. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh and it has a 45% says, audience score. Whatever. I like those movies. Uh Rosalia says, was Super 8 considered a superhero movie? I think so. I, I think I've heard like that a... conversation before. Really? I've only ever seen that film once. I'd have to rewatch it again. I mean, it's like uh, last time I checked, it's pretty much just about like it's like a sci-fi thriller. I would say more than a superhero movie. Yeah, it is. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Jaded says, "Yo, hope y'all do an awesome hello chat. What's going on, my friend? Glad you are finally joining us." Um, so yeah, hope. I mean, listen. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get a little bit more info at san diego comic-con this coming week or at d3 which i think at this point probably seems like the likelier scenario um i feel like somebody would have legitimately scooped if they actually had someone cast i don't think i've seen you know 
you know, my time to shine hello or viewer and on or big screen leaks or, uh, you know, Daniel Rickman. I mean, I've seen a lot of people scooping that, you know, they're considering this person. I think they've considered a whole lot of people, which I think is mm-hmm. partially where the, the big rumor mill is coming from. Um, but hopefully we do get something a little bit more at D3 because um, that that is a big one. I mean, that's, again, arguably one of the biggest films for this saga because those four characters are so important. Um, and with them comes for the story moving Doctor forward, Doom. honestly. Yeah. yeah. And with them comes Dr. Doom, which is going to be again, another massive character for this, mm. uh, for this saga. Hopefully if, if things go according to plan, like, well, I don't know what the plan is, but if I had to make up the plan um, and we're, if we're really moving towards secret wars, I think it makes sense for Dr. Doom to be the villain, like the big, big bad. Mm. Um, I know we have Kang in there too, but you know, hopefully we'll get a little bit, something, a, a little bit of something about, um about fantastic four which brings us to san diego comic-con which is next week um and if you want we're going to it no i'm kidding we're not we're broke (laughs) dude i would love dude we need to make that we're we're gonna go one of these days we're gonna go a goal bro yeah that's that's a long-term goal right there i hope you're ready because we're going to pasadena for the halloween 50th in 2028 it's happening i'm sorry say it again for the Halloween 50th anniversary in 2028, we're going to go to California. See, yep. dog, that missed my inbox. So, saying. Well, well it's, right, an exec- it's an executive decision. I already talked to Julie about it. The four of us are going to make it a vacation. It's going to be nice. We're going to go to the Halloween 50th. It's going to happen. And where is so it? Wait, wait. It's in California. I think. I don't know. Oh, but okay. the, la- the, the, 40, the 40th was in California. So, Fuck, if California is a state by then still, yeah, maybe, sure. <laughs> if never mind uh so if you want zero spoilers if you want nothing about um if you want to know nothing about what could be announced the, these aren't really spoilers necessarily these are just things that are rumored to be revealed um at the marvel studios hall h panel at comic-con next week um by the way i i, I sent miguel pictures of this um you know we're big walking dead fans the walking dead is apparently expected to have a massive presence at sdcc this year so i'm ho- hopefully listen hopefully we get a rick grimes because i'm missing my boy i need rick grimes back like i need him back I need some officer he's, friendly. He's too on. busy. Uh, he's too busy acting for uh, you know, for Reed Richards. Well, here's the thing though. AMC is like Rick's coming back. Rick's coming back. Rick's coming back. Who's saying that? You haven't forgotten. Rick's coming back. AMC, dude. Oh, like yeah. But we've heard nothing about Rick coming back, and it's been like four years. Bro, we went through a fucking pandemic. Like, I know. Who do you think? We've been like, nothing. Europe's been like shut down for a hot minute. Yeah. They were supposed to start he filming lives there. already. And I don't know, whatever. Uh, Jada says Fantastic Four could be better than the Avengers films if done right and sticking to the comic storyline. 100%. It could be just as good, if not better. It could be an incredible film, depending <laughs> on how they go about it. But. As we've seen before, it's really easy to mess that up and it's really easy to gloss over all the fine details and the things that make um, their origin story really, really cool. So, <coughs> um, okay, so 
speaking of Marvel Studios at San Diego Comic-Con, this is a list of possible things, and this is coming from Reddit. Um, so again, take the, listen, take this with a grain of salt. This is not, we're not claiming this to be true. This is just something that I've seen go around a little bit. Um, so we're going to kind of give our thoughts on some of these things, what we could, not what we will, what we could see at San Diego Comic-Con. So, uh, so possible things that we could see. Number one, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds will be in attendance to announce the next Deadpool movie, which isn't titled Deadpool 3. Director Sean Levy will send in a video. So, could get a Deadpool 3 reveal. Because as we know, Deadpool is actually going to be a part of the MCU now. Um, mm-hmm. How they do that, I'm not 100% sure. Well, they said, I think have Ryan Reynolds has, has stated in interviews that they said that they want, that Marvel Studio wants to keep the same atmosphere that yeah. uh, Deadpool has had. So that's good. Uh, does that mean it's going to be connected? I don't fucking know. But, I mean, we'll have to see. And honestly, Ryan Reynolds literally spent like four fucking years trying to make the movie get off the ground. He did. And look what we he got. Did. So yeah. uh, I think his tenacity pays off in time. I agree. Well, and, you know, everybody was really worried when they announced that Disney, like when they announced that Disney had bought the Deadpool character and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, it's just going to be PG-13. It's not going to be whatever. But, like, I don't think so. I think Disney knows what they have with Deadpool. And I think Kevin's Kevin's I almost said Kevin Smiggy. I think Kevin Feige is smart enough to look at that character and say, ah, uh, they kind of struck gold with that the first time. So let's not tamper with that too much. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I think it'd be kind of cool to see Deadpool because you can listen when you have a crossover film and when he's interacting with other characters, you know, you can you can tone him down a little bit. You know what I mean? And then in his movies, you can just have him go all out and even make a fourth wall break joke about it. Mm. You know what I mean? You can have him do that. I mean, there have been, been fourth wall breaks the in the MCU already, too. So yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Uh, J-Dead says Deadpool needs to stay separate. They'll ruin what makes Deadpool cool if they combine it too much. I agree. And I listen, I've even seen people be like, wouldn't it be kind of cool if he was just connected in little mm. ways, but like they never fully went there? Like... Like he's set in the same universe, but he just doesn't really necessarily interact with any of the other characters. That'd be kind of funny. It'd be funny to see some of that. That stuff would that on. that would be pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. And at least yeah. you know have some of that some of the characters uh, come in and help uh, Deadpool sometimes. I mean, they, it could work. I mean, don't make them don't make him part of the fucking uh, you know Avengers. Like for God's sakes, man. Think 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 about what you have. Like you know how right. like Colossus and Megasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, I'm glad I got that one right, and uh, I'm kind of shocked. And, you know, like, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know, you know how like they came into the into the Deadpool two, uh, and the first Deadpool, and they did yeah. a pretty damn good job. So I was like, yeah, I mean, as long as, as long as they keep doing that, because one thing that I remembered was the one the one that I remember in particular where I knew that they can do a good job with like crossovers, but not like major crossovers was Ant Man. Whenever. Uh, yeah, Falcon and Ant Man were like, you know, they met each other and they were like, okay, cool. So it was really quick, but that's like one of those crossovers where it wasn't like necessarily like helping move the story forward, but like later on and later on in this in the series. So yeah, I mean, like I'm down for that. Like you know what? Have um, I don't know. Have Hawkeye or join uh uh Deadpool in there. Have like uh the Thunderbolts. Ooh, have the Thunderbolts try to hunt down uh God, Wade Wilson. Cool. That'd be like cool. that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. think about it. So and that could be funny. Like that group of characters, that could be yeah. pretty funny. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I agree. Uh, J Dead says, have Deadpool show up in a major scene and the other characters don't even acknowledge he's there. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be pretty funny. I, I, I'd like that a lot, actually. Uh, so we also have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Ryan Coogler, Denai Guerrera, Tino Cuerta, and Dominique Thorne will be present and bring their first trailer for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, I know this is one that's been in the news a lot the last couple weeks. I do expect something to happen um, at SDCC for Wakanda Forever. I don't know if we'll get a full trailer. I don't know if it's been enough time for them to cut a full trailer for that film, but... I would expect to get something, maybe a teaser, maybe a poster, something like that. Um, particularly now that we do know that uh, Namor is making his MCU debut, which is another pretty big character, especially for the world of Black Panther. Um, and there's obvious questions there as to how they're going to write out Chadwick Boseman um, and what they're going to actually do with that Black Panther character. Uh, I saw one theory that said maybe there is no black Panther. Maybe Wakanda is kind of in shambles and through this whole battle with Namor and the Atlanteans or whatever goes on in this film, maybe we don't actually get the crown of who's going to be the next black Panther until like the final shot of the film. And then you cut to black Panther Wakanda forever. Like that would be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm expecting to get something. What do you want to see from, uh, from some Wakanda forever? What do I want to see? I want to see fucking Wakanda. Like, for God's sakes, man. They 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 tease Wakanda so much, and all we got was, like, the outside village. That's all we got, Fair. man. Fair. With, uh, yeah, with, I forgot what his name is. The guy from Nope uh, and Get Out. Like, he's he's one of the, he's one of the leaders yeah. over there on the uh, outside Daniel, villages. Uh, Daniel. Daniel Kalula. Kalula, yeah. He's not in it. Yeah. He's not in it this the time. The fuck? He's not in it. Oh, I mean, yeah, that of... makes sense because he was, uh, you know, arrested for, uh, I'm sure, for betraying the gang. So, I mean, no, that makes no, sense. No, 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 no. It was um, because of Nope. Because for, of his filming yeah, schedule I know, for, but... uh, for Nope. I know, but, like, for the sake of, like, the story, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. Give me just yeah. a second. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Okay. Well, also, with this Black Panther stuff, yeah, I want to see more of Wakanda. I'm not going to lie, guys. Because, like, you've seen, like, how whenever uh chadwick boseman and all of them finally entered wakanda it was the same as like as if uh thor went back to the back back home to his place like it was fucking beautiful mesmerizing just a whole new area just to fucking explore so and we got a little bit of uh of thor's homeland but now i want to see more of wakanda and i'm sorry guys i know i'm trying to think of the fucking name of of Thor's homeworld. Help me out here, for the love of God, guys. Comment somewhere because I am begging for it right now. But back to back to Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I want to see more of Wakanda. I want to see the ins and out of that place because it's it has it has so much more deep lore in it. And I'm sure they could build like a great movie about uh how Wakanda needs to uh needs to rally together after the blip, after the attack from Thanos because. Uh, Wakanda is already damaged enough as it is because of the battle of Wakanda after uh, Thanos came in. So after the battle of Thanos, after the blip, and then after uh, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, like they're like in utter shambles, I would say. Wakanda is definitely in shambles. So I think like if I were to guess what Wakanda Forever would be based off of is pretty much just like the, 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 the town, the country of uh, Wakanda needs to rally together in order to uh, deal with the threat that Namor will uh, be presenting himself in this film. 
which I know a lot of people are kind of upset with the fact that Namor is no longer an Atlantean. He's more, um, what is it, Aztec, uh, Latin American vibes. Honestly, like, it's the same as, like, uh, Miss Marvel for, uh, you know, they're, them making her a in, a mutant instead of an inhuman. I mean, it's honestly just a choice that, that the MCU tried to make, you know, just to stay away from the comics, say, like, hey, this is our own thing, and we think we can make a better story with that. So, I mean, by all means, if Namor wants to be uh, of Latin Aztec, Aztec descent, I'm all for it, honestly. Hey. Throw some, throw some Latin American uh, uh, representation there. I'm all for it, without a doubt. Because if you think about it, I'm trying to think. I don't even think there are many uh, Latin American representations in the MCU. If I had to, if I had to think pretty clearly, um, the only one I know that they actually, uh, that I actually know of, was Sam Wilson's uh, sidekick in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Not Bucky Barnes. We know, we all know who he is. But uh, it was that other uh, Latin fellow that was with him. He's in the Air Force as well. He's supposed to be Jesus right. fucking Christ. My eyes were Sorry. shut, and, <laughs> and then boom. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to step but, out for just a second, guys. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. I was just talking about. Uh, uh, Did you anymore. miss me? No, not particularly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I was just, I was, but you know, just to solidify my thought. Um, yeah, Sam Wilson's uh, Sam Wilson's partner in Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Uh, he's of Latin American uh -huh. descent, and he be, actually becomes an ex Falcon, if I'm not mistaken. So we have a little bit of uh, representation, I guess. So yeah, yeah, root for us. Yeah. Uh, cool, but man. yeah, if Namor wants to end up becoming a uh, an Aztec god or whatever, Aztec protector, protector, I'm all for it. Sure, why not? Sweet. So sweet, yeah, sweet, we were sweet. just that's. I was just telling them what my entire. Uh, thing is what i'd like to see and uh and wakanda forever so cool sweet yeah. deal man uh jaded says wakanda forever opening scene namor destroying wakanda the film is them trying to find a new wakanda and black panther while fighting namor throughout that's that's an idea that's a that's actually a very uh um wakanda is not a place it's a people it is what kind of what kind of forever? That's actually a pretty big, uh, pretty bold theory, but I I kind of like it though. I kind of like it. I I think it's kind of interesting. Um, Asgard, cool. fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Max Elliot says I take the end script on Reddit is fake. Um, I have not read any end script, and I'm not going to, so I don't know. Um, I will say the Halloween end stuff that we're getting ready to talk about in a little <laughs> bit is not. It's it has nothing to do with a script. I don't I don't know. I I'm not listen. I'm not a Reddit person. I rarely get on Reddit for something like it's got to be. It's got to take a lot for me to for me to hop on Reddit. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I don't I don't know if it's real or fake. I I have no idea. Um. The only things that I've seen are the things that are pretty out there that are on Twitter. Um. And uh, and those are the things that we're that we're really going to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, we talked about Black Panther for Wakanda forever. Other things that we could possibly see at uh, Marvel San Diego Comic Con Secret Invasion says no one will be in attendance for Secret Invasion, but they will reveal the main cast and share some footage. Um, I don't I have questions about when Secret Invasion takes place. I know there's been rumors that it takes place um, 
in between Infinity War and Endgame in those four years or five years, whatever it was in between those two films, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I'm not necessarily sure what they're going to do with Secret Invasion, but I think it's a really cool concept. I think they've I think they've laid the groundwork for that with the the scroll thing going on. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think because we've be we've had cool. we've had scroll uh, uh, reveals like twice already, so like mm-hmm. they're laying the groundwork yes. for it, obviously with uh, with what happened with WandaVision and what happened with yep. uh, Spider Man No Way Home. So we've had like two um, scroll, uh, you know, reveals. So it's like, yeah. get ready, guys, because there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people being upset with uh, some some characters here and there that we love, that we all know and love that are gonna be scrolls. So be prepared yeah. for that. Hundred percent, man. Uh, Blade. This is another one that's really really interesting. Um, that a lot of people have been questioning about Mahershala Ali, Kit Harrington, Aaron Pierce, Milan Ray, and Basam Tariq will be in attendance for some news. One big piece of news is that Anthony Starr will play Dracula. Homelander. That's pretty, that's pretty sick, dude. If Dracula yeah. is going to be the villain of Blade, that's pretty sick. I do hope that they let Blade be dark. Like a little mm-hmm. darker than most projects, I would love it. I, I think hey, it'd be really look, cool. All I gotta say is Anthony Starr can play dark as fuck. Yes, if you guys have watched The Boys, you'll know who the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. Homelander is a fucking menace. To could you see him he's, doing he's a good a Dracula? Boy. I can see, see him doing, doing a, a decent Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. yeah, his his like his demeanor and his stare that he has and and as Homelander, it's fucking ridiculous. And his like rage moments. And yeah. and the boys, it's fucking great. Yeah, without a doubt, I would. I'm all for uh, Anthony Mac, Anthony Starr being a uh, fucking uh, Dracula. That'd be dope. It would. I mean, listen, Blade is, Blade is a really, really cool character. Like mm-hmm. that, I think is often overlooked, especially nowadays. But hopefully, they. I mean, ho- you know, I, I. What would you think? Uh, and let me know in the comments below. What would you think about them bringing Sam Raimi back? to do blade could you see it did he do sam Is raimi? Too... what are you talking about did did sam raimi do blade trinity no 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 no. uh but sam raimi did do multiverse of madness i'm saying could you see blade in the sam raimi style no really no no huh. Okay. Uh, I, I Sam, Raimi, almost... Sam Raimi's pretty good in like horror ish like demon ish kind of thing but this is like this is like icon horror. You know what I'm talking about? Like traditional iconic horror. That's like, fair. Like, like the universal like, monster thing. But yeah, I also universal think, monster thing. I don't think they'll play it as the universal monsters, like a Nosferatu or a, a traditional Dracula thing. I think this is going to be, you know, I personally hope because it would be something new and something different that we haven't had for the MCU yet. I think it would be cool to do the, the very Gothic style Transylvania, Transylvania, like the very dark, black castle with lightning like i mean obviously in the mcu style i'm not saying like do a complete like a period piece or something like that but Mm -hmm. put it in that really gothic emo black and white gray like underworld kind of vibes thing kind of yeah but less 2000s action-ish Less like Resident Evil. Milia no Jovovich, evanescence like, is what he's saying. Right I know. There. No yeah. evanescence. No Milia Jovovich like jumping off of a building. Like I don't need anything like wild. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just with that gothic feel. I think you could do something really, really cool with. Oh, Jay did. That's an awesome idea. 
Guillermo del Toro directing Blade. That is an idea. Perfect example with The Strain. Did you watch The Strain, Miguel? No, but I've seen uh, snippets of it, and it looks pretty good uh, in regards of, like, doing Underworld. uh, Not, like, Underworld, uh, like, you know, from back then, but, like, Underworld Vampire, uh, like, you know, society. It's pretty cool, yeah. Did he direct the Ron Perlman Hellboy film? Guillermo del Toro? Yes, he did. He did a pretty good job. Yes, he did. Yes. Yep. Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro, he did. Um, kind of in that style. You know what I mean? I think that would be, I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosalia said Blade should be a series. I could see that too, although it's not, I, I, I really don't think it's going to be a, I don't think it'll be a series. I think it'll mainly be, um, I think it'll mainly be just a, a show. Um, Wesley Snipes cameo in Blade, maybe that would be pretty cool. I would not That'd mind that. Cool. I'm not gonna I lie. Mind I would it, not mind it, that. Let's help the guy with done this the tax right evasion way. stuff, man. He oh owes a lot. Let's help him. Oh out. yeah, isn't he in trouble right now? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Sorry. Well, hey well, man, they're keeping well, Ezra Miller. So I mean, let's. I mean, anything's anything's possible at this point. Are they keeping Ezra Miller though? I think they're they kind are of crazy no, if they keep him. Ezra Miller. I think they're no, kind of crazy if they keep Ezra Miller. I mean, do you mean keep him in the Flash or keep him after the Flash? I think they're gonna keep him after the Flash, honestly. So uh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I but really um, not. but yeah, overall with this uh with the Blade movie, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it because we're gonna have two MCU Dracula's if you think about it. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, we already have like- we already had an MCU Dracula because with the Blade uh trilogy that we had with Wesley Snipes, it ended with Dracula with uh, yeah. Dominic Purcell. Like he was. Mm-hmm. He, ah, he he did an alright job. I mean, he, he was, it was okay. It was, yeah. it, was, it was a two thousand script. Let's be honest. So like, yeah. I mean, you get what you get right there. Yeah, David Irwin, what's going on, buddy? He says he already directed Blade Two. Guys, sorry, just running away. Did he really? Holy fuck! Did he really? Sure Holy fuck! Did I did not know that. I had Bring no him. idea that he did that. Bring him on. They ain't gonna hurt. I don't know. I, I think he did a great job with it. I'd be down for him to come back. I don't know if they're gonna do that. Now that you say that, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Good point though, David. I, th- thank you for bringing that up. I don't know if I, I about said that. Sam Raimi. Well, maybe I did Sam know Raimi that. Directed, my head. <laughs> Sam Raimi directed fucking uh Spider-Man. And he came back from Multiverses of Adonis. And dude, anyone's in play. Yeah, but it anyone's was a different property though. And Guillermo del Toro is not owned by a studio. At least I don't know. I, don't know. I know, but it was still Spider-Man going to Doctor Strange. This is Blade going to Blade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, I, I think they eh, would be worried that it would feel the same as the Wesley Snipe films. Like it wouldn't be different. No, because I'm sure they would. No, because I'm sure if what we're going to talk about later, I'm sure they'd give him, uh, you know, much more uh, freedom to do what he wants. And it's not going to be too held back by a script and fucking executive. So that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, mm-hmm. Another interesting one, considering Brie Larson was in the book <clears throat> of uh, Ms. Marvel, is The Marvels, which uh, Brie Larson, um, Iman, uh, Iman Nalani, I think it's how you say her name, uh, and Tiona will be there when the show, uh, when they show their footage. Um, Zaw Ashton will not be present due to her pregnancy. Anson Mount will reprise his role as Black Bolt. Interesting. Jody Turner Smith will also join as Medusa in the post credits of the movie, setting up Universal and Humans as a big cosmic story going forward. That's a lot of information. Um, I mean, that's cool. The interesting thing that was mentioned there, though, 
was the Inhumans. Was the Inhumans thing. And that kind of makes me scratch my head considering the fact that she's a mutant. <laughs> she's not, they just went through all that trouble with the booby dooby dooby doo, booby dooby dooby doo. Making her a mutant and not an inhuman, and now they're like, "Hey, by the way, the Inhumans are in your movie." <laughs> like, like what? You know? So I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, Black Bolt coming back. You need to Solid. redeem him. We do need to redeem him because bro, you need Wanda to redeem my boy right there. Messed him up. So Wanda made quick work of a fucking inhuman. Yes, uh, the King of the Inhumans. She made quick work of the King of the Inhumans. Like that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. So I, I am excited to see it. I'm so wait, hold on. Excited, Who, like, who's who's the casting on this? Uh, you have Brie Larson. You have uh, Iman. Her last name annoyed the crap out of me. Um, well, yeah, of Iman Vellani um, as uh, Kamala Khan. You have Kit Hair. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you have Tayana will be there um, as um, I forget her name. T- uh, uh, Tiana Paris, that's her name, who is playing um, the new Marvel um, from uh, WandaVision. I forget her name, too. Um, and then uh, Zaw Ashton. I'm not sure who Zaw Ashton is playing. Um, Zaw Ashton is playing. Let's see. Who is she playing? I'm on her IMDb. Give me just a second. The Marvel's um actress let's see the marvels what the it's hell be a villain cast it doesn't say on here uh zaw ashton's villain role in the marvels revealed who is it uh let me see uh from disney insider uh <laughs> they said <laughs> jay did you're not wrong he says black bolt deserves better <laughs> I mean, yeah, he kind of does bro he does so who's she, who's she playing the villain? Ail Don is a, a Kree general who works alongside oh, okay. General uh, Darben in assassinating the sitting emperor before the reigns come all in the uh, Operation Galactic Storm. So we're still going to get a lot from the Krees, I assume. Yeah, because from yeah. from uh, from Captain Marvel, the first movie with Brie Larson. I mean, you know. I forgot a fucking name too. Uh, Ronan, uh, Ronan the Accuser ah. said like he'll be back with more numbers, but obviously you know he bit the bullet thanks to uh, a you know rock star tomboy and a raccoon. Like he died by that. So um, the dance off to save the universe. <laughs> yeah, he died. He died. You know to Footloose. So yeah. you know obviously uh, with his death there has to be someone to take his place to uh, you know continue that uh, battle. So I mean yeah, I yeah. thought. I was thinking that the Miss Marvel thing would have been like at least like. So is this considered like cat like uh, Brie Larson's like uh, sequel? Like is this like Miss mm-hmm. Marvel? There's Captain Marvel and then Miss the, Mar- the Marvels. The, the Marvels is kind of a, a split sequel for Brie Larson's uh, Captain Marvel and um, Amon Vellani's Miss Marvel. It's it's a split sequel. They're they're co-starring in that film. Okay. So, okay. And okay. one of the that things makes... that I even said, like, even like watching Miss Marvel, I said the banter and like the the relationship between Brie Larson and Amon Vellani is going to be really cool because I think they're I think they're going to play off of each other really, really well. 
And it's they, gonna be already, kind of cool. It'll be a cool duo. Whether whether what I saw was a uh, fucking um, what was it? Um, canon. Uh, apparently, like in Disney, there's like a like a little ride thing that has like an extra indu- like uh, introduction or an extra like you know uh, extension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. It had Captain Marvel, um, Khan, Sam Wilson, Ant Man, and the Wasp all fighting Ultron. I'm sure it's just a ride, and it's not gonna like push the story probably, forward. Probably, probably. But I mean, it had all of the characters that you would. It had. All yeah. the actors, all all the respected actors in that uh, whole little thing. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. So that is pretty cool. That sounds dope. yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, like you got to see, uh, you got to see uh, Kamala Khan um, interact with the new Avengers, which is pretty cool. So yeah, we were, we were yeah. it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, that is, that is pretty it's, sick. Man. Same same reaction as you would with like Spider Man, uh, you know, being in the fucking uh, MCU. Mm-hmm. Or being in the Avengers, like you had the same type of reaction when we the first time we saw him in Civil War. Yeah, yeah, like, like that just same, like that same feeling. completely starstruck by everybody around. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, all right, the next one. I this is one that I've talked about for a long time, uh, and this is one that I have really, 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 really high hopes for because a it could be sick. B, this character, I think, has never gotten what they deserved. And C, it could be one of the darkest storylines for the entire Marvel Universe so far. And that is World War Hulk. And now the description says, was originally going to be a movie. It is now being turned into a four-part series for Disney+. Plus that may have a small theatrical release. This could possibly be the big Avengers event before Secret Wars with many big characters. I don't... I don't necessarily know how I feel about it being on Disney+. Plus. I think World War Hulk almost deserves its own... its own movie. I think it's a big enough story. Bro, it's a four-part um, series. I know, but I... I don't know. Bro, that's four hours long. That's more than that's more information we would get than a movie. That's I don't know. Maybe maybe they thought movie, maybe they dude. thought the story was too much to do too a movie. long for it like to be a movie. So yeah. they had it and so it they is. needed to be. Yeah. It, it's a very I'm, big and I'm completely okay my, with that. I'm okay with it. My my thing though is they're gonna have to switch it up a little bit. They're gonna have to do it because we already kind of got a little bit of the Planet Hulk stuff in Thor Ragnarok. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and some of the, some of the vital players, like we would have black bolt, um, but we don't have an Illuminati yet. We don't necessarily have, um, I, I don't know. We don't necessarily have all of the Illuminati characters and all of the characters that play a role in the world war Hulk storyline. You know, Dr. Strange does play a big role. Um, we also know that Tony Stark plays a big role and Tony's not there anymore. I, I don't. I think they would have to shuffle some of the characters and they would have to shuffle the story around. But World War Hulk is one of the heaviest arcs in all of the comic. Like, and I'm talking comic books. Like, mm-hmm. if you've read the World War Hulk story, it is one of the darkest and one of the heaviest arcs for any Marvel character ever. Like, it yeah, they, they throw, really, they throw really our boy cool. Bruce Banner around a lot. They really do. And he throws everybody else around a lot. I mean, like, you know, I mean, there is literally a moment where they're fighting the Hulk 
and he goes into critical mass, which I think is, I mean, if you don't, if you're familiar with that character, when the Hulk goes into critical mass, like it's like Godzilla going nuclear, like you, like there's no stopping it. I mean, it's basically just you're, you're at the mercy of him. Um, And I mean, he literally breaks a chunk off of the Eastern seaboard. Like Mm -hmm. that could be insane. And it could be a very, very big storyline, but we'll have to see. I really like the idea of that being the big crossover event, kind of like what Civil War was. I think that would be a, that would make for a really, really cool crossover event, um, and really, really emotional for a lot of the characters that have gotten to know Bruce Banner too, because they're going to have to be fighting somebody that they care about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would, I it would, would almost agree with make that. it. It would almost make it even more, even more emotional if Natasha was still around. Um, another big question I have with World War Hulk is we have to get Savage Hulk back. Right now, we're still in Professor Hulk world, so I'm guessing is something going to happen in She Hulk with his character, where we get the OG Savage Hulk version of him. You know what's going to yeah, bring but first, out? But first, they have to take down Frogman. If you guys have seen in the fucking uh, series. What do you mean, Frogman? He didn't. He's he's one of the villains in the in the She Hulk series. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. I don't know who ever came up with that, but of course. Uh, let's go over the chat. I know you guys are talking about World War Hulk. Uh, Halloween says, "I wish they would make another standalone Hulk movie." I do too. I I don't really understand why he hasn't gotten his own film. Um, and I know technically he did. He was really the second installment in the MCU. I mean, you had the Eric Bana Hulk film from like 2003 or four, which <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought that movie was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And the as Eric I've gotten Banna? older, as I've gotten older, I watched that original Hulk film and I'm like, So he's, but he's his dad, and this is like, but are you talking about like, the first Hulk? It's, yeah, it's okay. it's a very weird film. Like if you really go back and watch it, stylistically, like what they did with the comic book panels and stuff like that, uh, the whole thing with his dad and his dad just turns into an electrical storm at the end. Like none of it really makes any sense. He's if the absorption man. I know, but it still doesn't... It's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, even the way that movie ends, it's just kind of like, okay. Like, I, I don't know. It's not that great. Um, but you also had The Incredible Hulk, which was okay, but it's still... I, I don't think... That, that's why I said I don't think the Hulk has ever fully gotten... Uh, he. I don't think he's ever gotten the treatment that he deserves. Like, that character is so is so important to this universe and it's such a cool character, but it just, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I mean, honestly, it's, they've never wanted to do another Hulk film. Yeah. I figured that. And I think I've read a story, uh, recently saying that, uh, the Russo brothers really didn't know, like they nerfed the Hulk because they didn't know what to do with them in regards to the story of Endgame and Infinity War. They really didn't know. Like, I will say that like, was what do we do? That's a criticism I have of Endgame. Not in this, I think Infinity War it works. The whole he was scared of Thanos thing because I mean let's be real when we saw the when we saw Thanos 
beat the Hulk in like 30 seconds. I think everybody in the movie theater was like, Yep, it was like, well, no one's stopping him. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was just like, well, there, there it goes. Everybody's dead. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it worked. That was what started more. the whole like power power rankings of uh, the MCU. Was like, well, yeah. fuck if if the Hulk got his ass kicked by Thanos, but Thor was able to almost take down um, uh, Thanos with the with Stormbreaker. It's like, well, who's the most powerful one there? And then Wanda came in, yeah. and then uh, Captain Marvel well, came in, and it was like, holy. Fuck. like it's like but if you think about like, it the hulk's like defeat like started the whole power ranking which goes to show how important this uh character is in the mcu like he sets the bar for who is the most yes. powerful yeah uh, that's not saying he's the most powerful in the in the marvel universe but he sets the benchmark he sets the bar so well and if you think about it even when thor and the hulk fight thor beat the hulk in ragnarok without mjolnir and without stormbreaker Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, no, he just got knocked down. I mean, you don't know. Funny. You don't but I mean, know that. I, yeah. I know, but you, I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, he held his own with him, so I don't know. I think the Hulk, I think there is a lot of story left for the Hulk, and I know even, ever since Endgame ended, they, I mean, Bruce Banner has been rumored to have a really big role in this universe moving forward, so, and I think given what we've seen with She-Hulk and knowing that there is possibly a World War Hulk um, series or film, whatever it may be on the way, I- I'm really excited, man. Um, I think it could be really, really cool. I agree. Uh, so, Rosalia says, was there a gray Hulk? There was. The Hulk was originally gray. Um, yeah, as David says, I'm looking at the chat. Uh, David says, uh, uh, I think the Hulk was originally gray, but it didn't look right in the comics. Uh, there may be now like the way they have a red Hulk. I think there is a gray Hulk. Let me, I forget who it is. Um, Ray Hulk. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Joe, Joe fix it. Um, uh, Okay. Here's, here's what it says. Here's what it said. Uh, Originally Stanley wanted the Hulk to be gray, but due to ink problems, the Hulk's color turned to green. This was explained by saying that the gray Hulk uh, I hate pop-ups. Uh, the Gray Hulk was the original Hulk to appear when Banner first got hit by the Gamma Bomb. However, due to Banner's repeated <clears throat> use of gamma radiation projectors, uh, the much better known, more common Hulk, Green Hulk slash Savage Hulk, emerged. He also serves as the main protagonist in the second part of the Immortal Hulk comic book series. So, so that's how they explained it. Uh, originally, the Hulk was gray, but because Bruce Banner kept trying to experiment on himself and he kept giving himself more gamma, the Hulk turned green. So that's that, that, but the, I have heard that now that you say that they call him the Joe fix it version. And then Savage Hulk is the green, like the green, you know, the uh, Hulk as we know him. And of course you have mm-hmm. professor Hulk as well. Um, Jada, it says critical mass is like when you eat that second bean burrito from Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Your toilet reaches critical mass. I can tell you that. Uh, Jada, also says Eric Bannon just broke bad for real though. He does. I don't know. It's weird. He uh, have you ever realized how big the Hulk is in that movie? By the way, bro looks like King Kong from 05. Like, bro, he really does. Like, he's like, fucking massive. Like, let's. Uh, oh, that was two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Wow, two thousand three. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let's see if there's a. Let's see if there's a comparison. Uh, like a size comparison thing. Yeah, bro. <clears throat> look, look at this. I, I, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. <laughs> like, like yeah, Eric just... Bana's Hulk was like uh, a. It was like a bulk uh, oh. Hulk. Yeah. 
look how big he is. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's almost too big. Bro, look at the protein bar the Hulk's eating in that picture right there. Jesus fuck. <laughs> you know, we eat we 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 eat premier protein. This man eats a fucking missile, you know. Yeah, like even like dude, that's huge. He is insanely mm -hmm. huge in that movie. Like it kind yeah. of looks a little bit ridiculous how big he is. Also yeah, that, yeah. that 2003 CGI though. <laughs> it looks great, doesn't it? Looks yeah, it looks amazing. fucking top notch. Incredible. Uh, David Irwin says Hulk 2003 Hulk farts H bomb. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome, dude. I will say the coolest thing in that film is when he escape. It's when he escapes the underground bunker or whatever, and they call in the tanks, and like the tanks are coming up on him or whatever, and he 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 flips one tank over, and then when he grabs the one by like the 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 gun part that sticks out by the and cannon he, like, and he yeah the cannon and he swings it around his head and throws it like 25 miles away that's pretty sick that was a pretty sick scene there there you you're missing like a really funny part there too whenever he jumps on another tank and tries to yeah. rip the top half of the tank and then what he doesn't realize is the cannon is right underneath his leg so it crushes his balls and like they make <laughs> it known that like yo my man's hurt right now yeah so yeah. he like he and he like swings his leg over is like okay that's not happening again. <laughs> so. yeah well it's just, i don't know he's he's just so big in that movie it's 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 really funny actually uh halloween says hulk on steroids he does look like hulk on steroids it really do um, like eric bannon's hulk was like bulky hulk and then uh edward norton's hulk was like you know the hulk like on a cut i would say and then bruce banner's hulk is like what you would want after the cut and going back on bulk yeah so yeah yeah um uh my let me fix my screen here uh rosalia says in the comic was it bruce or david it is dr david bruce banner that is his full name um at least if you go back uh yeah uh even if you go back um to the uh the series when was that series like the tv show like the i want to say, I wanna say it was it, it was in the 70s no the the one with um the bill Luke bixby Rigno. show yeah where lou ferrigno played him when bill bixby played bruce banner um i think he actually said i, I think he went by david mm -hmm. even though i think it's largely just known as bruce banner you know what i mean uh, David Irwin says the old school. Uh, I'm old school. Seventies TV Hulk is still my fave, dude. Yeah, that, it's it's a good one, man. It's it's a yeah, really fun. Where where like big guy, we're like bodybuilders. were like the most massive you can get, and the only way you could show strength and power was making it go in slow motion. That was it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I right? was like, oh, if he's picking up a car and throwing it at you, it's going in slow motion. Yeah, just to and show it's funny how, how he he almost is. he. It's funny how he moves too, because he moves so like. Like he has, like, you, like you can tell he's trying. Like, to look, like, like he extend, like he extends his fucking lats to make him look even more wider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Uh, so even moving on past World War Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, a majority of the cast will be in attendance, and they will show some footage. That's going to be a fun one. We're actually going to come back and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in just a few minutes. That kind of relates into what we're going to talk about with Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, Ant Man. Ant Ant-Man. Ant J-Dead, there we go. I'm already missing up words. Uh, we're, we've been on for an hour and 60 minutes. Okay. Uh, we will see some footage with actors Rudd, Lily, and Newton, uh, Newton present. Jonathan Majors will send in video as Kang. Uh, mm -hmm. Interesting that it says as Kang. I wonder 
if that's going to be Loki Kang, I wonder if that's going to be actual Blue Kang. I know there was a um, there was a picture of because you know when they had their rap Loki party, they Kang? All, what are you talking about? Normal like dude Kang, like, oh, looking like okay. a human being Kang. Um, yeah, not like Loki as Kang. That'd be that's confusing. Uh, but their rap gift there was I don't know if it was a TV shirt or a hat or a poster or what, but there was a rap gift from um, somebody who worked on Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania that was that guy's like invited back. The I know right the Ant Man helmet shattered and in the reflection of it was Blue Kang like actual Kang the Conqueror Kang. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that whole thing works. I'm interested to see how the quantum realm ties into the multiverse. It's just another universe. Yeah, but they already dealt with that with time travel. So it's like, does time travel tie into the multiverse somehow? I don't know. No, it's just another avenue to go to another uh, timeline. Yeah, so yeah. I don't I don't know if we'll get a trailer for that one. Hopefully we get a teaser that'll kind of enlighten us on a couple of different things. Um, I don't know, but that, that could be an interesting one as well. Um, Wonder Man will be announced with Henry Golding as Simon Williams. An interesting detail is that Evan Peters is returning as Ralph Boner, but have uh, Ralph Bonner, but may have a new name, will likely be a side character in the show. Um, I guess that will be a show and not a film. I'm not all that familiar with Wonder Man. I, I mean, I know the character, but he was never a character that I was super, super into as a kid. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see what comes of that. Uh, and then finally, listen, this is one that everybody's waited on for a really long time is daredevil man without fear will be announced with Charlie Cox starring along with Eliza Gonzalez as Electra. Now tell me your preference, Miguel, would you rather see a daredevil man without fear movie or would you rather see a daredevil series again? Let's do a series again. I I think I agree. I think I agree. I, you know, we've because you actually get to see him work as a fucking lawyer. If you don't do you that, do. if you do that as a movie, you kind of lose that edge, honestly. Right. You get like little snippets of him like coming out of like the courthouse, and it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, I like to see him work as a fucking lawyer, and also like do, because uh, that's like that was like the perpetual thing that that happens with daredevil it's like you can't particularly be a good lawyer if like you're out patrolling the night and right. uh beating up bad guys like you you kind of oh, can't be a good lawyer so it's, it's the peter man peter man i i listen i actually mm. hate myself in case peter man peter man <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> peter man i swear to god if i had uh, I if i had like I... photoshop if i had photoshop abilities i'd be ripping up in half <laughs> i gotta give myself man. one i'm <laughs> You serious? There was Peter Man. Honey, like remind me, remind me about Peter Peter Man because I'm gonna make sure I work something with that for fuck's sakes. Golly, <laughs> Peter Man? Fuck. Oh my god. Uh so yeah, man, there it is. Uh lots of lots of things coming. Um lots it's of things stacked, coming. At, uh, uh it's a stacked fucking table. I, I would say that. It is. And again, some of that could be true, none of that could be true, but it's something that has been floating around a lot. Um, and I have seen a couple other things too that might be announced, but 
I am in that. I I think I am expecting a lot for the Marvel Studios panel, and I'm also expecting a lot for D3 as well. I think they're going to kind of split a lot of things. Some things will be announced at D3, like what we talked about with Fantastic Four, um, but I think a lot of things will be announced here as well or teased here. Um, similarly to what we got when we started this show two years ago with Disney Investor Day um, in 2020. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Irwin says, I'd love to see the Cox's, uh, see Cox's Daredevil, ca- Daredevil cameo and other heroes movies though. Yeah. And that's something that Kevin Feige, he'd even teased. Like, you know, somebody said, where are we going to see Charlie Cox's Daredevil? And he said everywhere. Like Daredevil is going to be in a lot of different projects coming up. Um, it's already been hundred percent confirmed that, uh, he and Vincent D'Onofrio will reply reprise their roles in the echo series. Uh, I would, I, I think it would be sick if we got daredevil in, um, in the fourth Spider-Man film when Tom Holland starts his next trilogy. I think that would be really cool. Uh, and Jay Dead says agreed, Miguel, the lawyer side of daredevil tying into his vigilante side is what makes it so good. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Even seeing him, like even thinking back to season two of daredevil, when he was Frank Castle's lawyer, that was one of the best. Seeing him as Frank Castle's lawyer was one of the best parts of that season. It certainly was. It really and was. Honestly, like it's the fact that, like, it's the fact that Daredevil. It, it's the fact that Charles, that uh, you know, Matt Murdock is a lawyer is what helps him, uh, you know, become even more of a better Daredevil. It's like both of them play such an important role in his character throughout the comics. Like it has to be noted and it has to be shown just as much as daredevil does and some people complain that daredevil wasn't really uh uh shown in the tv series but i like you know i'd say the good majority of people that love that show would say that it was a pretty decent uh you know balance between the two and you obviously see uh you know matt murdoch uh try to like control himself as a lawyer you also have uh daredevil trying to control himself as a vigilante you know what is right what how far can he go how far can the law go and what ties in with like the law his faith and his friends and all of his morals like it's that's what makes that that's what made that show so fucking good was that they made the care they made the villains good and they also made such a dilemma with uh they made them they made the villains so good that it tested charlie cox's matt murdoch's character so much like every single show he was being tested in his morality and like what is yeah. right and wrong and what can go to the law and what goes into his hands. It's like it was tremendous. It was a it's a great Definitely. show. One of one of the one of the best in like Marvel shows that we've had in a long time. I completely agree with everything that you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I would like to see, I would I, obviously I do want to hear about Fantastic Four, but I think they're saving that for D three later in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the X-Men, but I like I said earlier when we talked to Ms. Marvel, I think they're just going to leave breadcrumbs for a while before we get any of like the signature mutants. Like, before Well, we when, get is a, the, when is the X-Men 97 supposed to be coming out? Or did that already come out? Um, no, it's not out yet. I'm not sure when that's supposed to come out. Yeah, we could hopefully we'll hear something more about that too. Well, we have yeah. X-Men 97. We have Ironheart. We have Spider-Man um, uh, first year. Like we have all of that stuff that we haven't really heard a ton about. Um but I, I think they're going to drop breadcrumbs for the X-Men before we get like a Jean Grey or a Logan or an Xavier or Beast mm-hmm. or Magneto. Like before we get like a signature uh, mutant, I think they're going to leave breadcrumbs and they're just going to kind of build up the mutant storyline. Um, another one, I would also like to see something uh, about Ghost Rider. 
Because Ghost Rider is another really dope character that we've heard nothing about so far. You know what I mean? Nothing about That'd other cool. other than like you know some theories and casting of Keanu Reeves. Which, by the way, Taron Egerton is supposed to is totally is apparently in talks of uh, playing as the next Wolverine. Which I know you I know some of you guys may not be uh, hyped about that because of how, I, I do, yeah. how impactful a Hugh Jackman did. But if I would say if, I would have to say that if the X Men is going to survive in the MCU like the Avengers, it needs to be more mainly focused on the Avengers than just one certain individual. Logan or the Wolverine can't be the main focus that drives that entire story. So and it it makes he very much was for the Fox movies. Most definitely. Yeah. With that that's why he has that's why he's had that record for so long for the longest uh running character in a movie. Like he's like he he's earned that because he's been in like damn near every single X Men movie. And he's had multiple, he's had three, four, and three, uh, uh, like Wolverine movies. So like, it's like, yeah, he's been in, he, he has that record and he's earned that record, but yes. for the X-Men to survive in the MCU for as long as we think that this thing is going to last, how long this gravy train is going to last, the X-Men needs to be focused more on the X-Men itself and like the actual students and the story within that school. Right. And obviously, you know, you have your top characters, uh, Charles Xavier, Storm, Jean Grey, Cyclops, uh, the Beast, like lit like, yeah, like those are those are the main characters that the story needs to push forward on. But you need to build like another type of uh, not quote unquote universe, but like an entirely different uh, subsection of the, the MCU oh, yeah. for it to survive. Like there has to be like like if you if you bring the mutants in. You have to have at least like twelve or like fucking you know ten like other movies that has to do with the X Men that you know adds on to the MCU. Like they're gonna be there for a long time. Yeah. So don't don't give me like two movies about the X Men War and then one movie about Days of Future Past with like the fucking uh, Sentinels and then give me Apocalypse out of fucking nowhere. Like no, don't give me that shit and then go back. And talk about Jean Grey's fucking superpowers. Well, like, no. Like, don't, don't do that shit. Like, those main stories, those main topics, those main, like, uh, big, uh, impactful uh, stories that has to do with the X-Men, those need to be built up the same way as Infinity War is built up. Like, those yeah. are massive stories in the comic book yes. world. Yes. Like, without a doubt, the Battle of the Apocalypse, the Days of Future Past with the, with the Sentinels, obviously, I know they're not going to do that. They're not going to... They're not going to bring those storylines back because it's already been done. And if I'm being honest, Days of Future Past is without a doubt one of the best rated uh, X-Men movies out there. It is. Besides Logan. But uh, yeah, you need an entirely different subsection because as you can see now, we have like different sections of the MCU. We have the Avengers. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. So Outer World, like Thor and all that stuff. You also have uh, different magical stuff like Wanda and Doctor Strange, Mordo, and all that other, and all that. You also have the science portion of it, which has to do with Bruce Banner and She Hulk and all that stuff. You also have low level stuff with Matt Murdock, um, help me out, uh, Hawkeye, and then fucking um, Kamala Khan and Kamala Khan. Yeah, and what was the other one I was thinking of? Well, I can't think of it, but you get what I'm saying right now. There's so many different types of subsections of the MCU that can continue and new Avengers. That's what I was going to say. And the new Avengers that they're trying to build up too. like, there's so many different storylines that you have to do. 
So please, for the love of God, I'm begging for the MCU not just to like drop the MCU, put them in the movie, and then just be done with it. Like they they have to build that entire uh, section of the MCU for years, decades, hundred percent. And yeah, and you actually just kind of you just made a good segue into um, what we're about to talk about with this this little bit of a rant about the MCU and about Thor: Love and Thunder. Real quick, Jaded says, I hope the X-Men do the same thing as the Avengers. Yeah. Start with individual hero films and slowly combine the X-Men over several plot lines and story arcs. I like that. David says that's a good way to go, Jay. Um, so I, how do I even want to go about this? Like, So let's, okay. talk, about, let's talk about the Thor, Love, and Thunder hate right now. Real quick. So here, and, here's then, the and then we'll move on. What you just said, the MCU is at a place... If you look at the Infinity Saga, yes, that is 22 massive movies, but it is all centered around who are the Avengers. We built up who the Avengers were. We added them in, J-Dead, like you just said. We added in different characters. We had the origin stories. We added them in. We had the Avengers film. Then we had other films. We had the Guardians of the Galaxy. We had um, other side stories and side plots and things like that. You had Ant-Man. Then in Civil War, uh, we split that up. There's the, it's this whole moral argument of, you know, Cap and Tony fighting, and this whole thing of who are the Avengers? So what makes you an Avenger? What doesn't make me an Avenger? And then of course, when Cap says Avengers assemble at the end of Endgame, they're all the Avengers. That's that that's the I, for me that's the point of that scene. They're all the Avengers. It's mm-hmm. it's like a it's a recognition of. They're they're all a, a part of this team. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk Thor: Love and Thunder. Since Love and Thunder's release, I've I don't know about you, Miguel. You can kind of share your what, your experience with this, but I've followed and I've read uh, and I've listened to a lot of wildly controversial responses to the movie. And as I said before, it's kind of opened up like a much larger conversation about. Marvel Studios and about the MCU as a whole. And let me start off by saying you are never going to please everybody. Like it doesn't matter if you are a filmmaker or a film reviewer or a content creator or a police officer or a teacher or a politician. Like you're never going to please everybody. Largely, people did not like Thor Love and Thunder. And I think many people, both Marvel fans, non-Marvel fans, content creators, critics alike, uh, have been really bashing Taika Waititi for making a bad Marvel movie. And I'm going to be straight up with you. That's absurd. I think. Uh, I He's even like, he's even gotten backlash for like cutting a couple of the cameos. Like he cut Jeff Goldblum's cameo. He got Peter Dinklage's, um, Dimitri cameo and like a couple others, but he said like they just didn't work in the movie. Like it's obvious that he he put legitimate thought into cutting those scenes, and he put legitimate thought into what would make the movie work best. Um, and he even said recently like the director's cut of Thor: Love and Thunder would be like four hours long if they hadn't cut certain things that just mm-hmm. didn't work. I mean, he obviously approached making Thor: Love and Thunder in a very creative, professional manner, and. Why wouldn't he? I mean, I think the fact that people are questioning that is ridiculous. And I think the fact that people are questioning 
mm. you know, I, I think the fact that people are questioning Taika Waititi's um, filmmaking skills and the fact that he made a quote unquote bad movie uh, is ridiculous. I mean, Miguel, what, what are your thoughts on this whole bashing Taika and bashing the movie and saying that the MCU is going downhill? So I'll say this in regards to what you, I'll try to like uh, go from how you started to how you ended. So uh, I'll try to respond to everything you said from the beginning to end. So from what you said, like you're not going to please everybody. What a lot of people don't really understand is that like this, these movies literally come from, well, they come from fucking comic books. Like that's like, they, they come from comic books. They stem from all these comic books over like gen like generations of of different types of like artists and like stan lee himself who and jack kirby and all that stuff that like started this entire fucking franchise that's now the mc that's now the mcu and one thing that's like very common among uh comic book world is that like everyone is just interested in something else everyone's interested in the iron man storyline everyone's interested in the hulk storyline like yourself everyone's interested in the thor storyline everyone's interested in spider-man storyline like yeah everyone is interested in all of that like everyone has their niche and what they like to read everyone follows those comic books everyone follows their storyline but then when the culmination happens whenever we get like a collaboration like secret wars secret evasions x-men apocalypse days of future past avengers the infinity saga like all of that like you like that's where like all of the fucking uh comic book readers that liked thor hulk uh hawkeye mm -hmm. spider-man iron man that's where they all come together and they try to enjoy this storyline written by by an artist not by all of these other uh comic book artists but by one author and a bunch of other artists to create this ginormous and like without a doubt detailed in-depth fucking uh story that we have like Secret Wars and like Infinity and the Infinity War and all that stuff. Like it's a culmination of all of these different uh, storylines and these characters coming together to fight one common cause. And right. that's that's pretty that's pretty common with the comic world. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, like more recently, like after uh, when the when the I don't know when Civil War Two came out, but Civil War Two came out. Like I don't know if you guys knew that. Like there's a comic book out there about mm -hmm. Civil War happening again, again, but it's against Tony Stark and Captain Marvel. It's not about Captain Rogers, uh, Steve Rogers, and and Tony. It's about Iron Man and Captain and Captain Marvel. So yeah, just goes to show that like there's like those storylines are still going on and people are still doing that thing. But what I what people are are kind of missing the point here in the in the movies is the fact that like everyone's expecting it to be one linear storyline that goes uh to this uh, to another uh fucking event to another thing to a to another event to another big bad to another world ending event like that's that's where it's all that's what a lot of people are thinking that this is like becoming no it's not they created the MCU by telling the infinity saga and the way they told that Infinity Saga was by bringing all of these characters together, telling their stories, give them at least like two or one movies, introducing them, and then making bring them together to to take care of this one cause. So that's how the Infinity Saga started. It started off as you would say they started off the the Marvel uh, universe with all the comic books. Like that's how they started it. And this is exactly what they're doing now. This yeah. is exactly what they're doing right now, except. This is the MCU. 
it's not the Marvel universe from you know back in like all the other comic book days. This is the MCU's version of the Marvel universe. Like they're creating their own storyline, they're creating their origins, they're creating their new um, uh, world-ending events with their own twist. So that's pretty much what they're doing right now. It's they're not linearly going to different uh fucking story, different uh big clim- climactic fucking movies that we're gonna have like Infinity or an Endgame. Like no, that's not that's not particularly what they're doing. They want to build a world just like how they did, just how the comic book world did, so many people can go to different fucking uh avenues and read up on stories that they want to read. They're making right. a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe, just like how they made a Marvel comic book comic book universe. They're making yep. a cinematic universe with different characters, different storylines, and different uh climactic uh battles. So that's exactly what they're making. So whenever I hear people uh you know bashing the bashing directors like Taika Waititi for uh, making a quote-unquote, again, bad Thor movies, that I don't really see it as that. I see it as like some people like you and myself enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. We didn't really think we would because we're not particularly yeah, Thor fans. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, well, it's not even the fact that I'm not a Thor fan. I just, I thought it looked so drastically different from anything we'd seen before. Mm-hmm. I was unsure of whether, I, I was unsure whether they could balance the 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 heaviness and the the dark stuff with gore with the mm-hmm. funny Taika Waititi stuff and they did I thought it was a, yeah. I thought it was a good movie yeah so but, they did but, a good job. but what I'm saying is like we like the two of us we're not we like when we think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe we don't we're not particularly like I know the two of us aren't particularly like big fans of Thor but we like Thor but we're not going to keep but we don't go back and watch Thor one, mm-hmm. Thor two, Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, and now Thor Love and Thunder. Like, we're like we don't particularly like sit down and go watch it again unless we're doing the fucking marathon. Right. We're not gonna do that. We'll go back to Daredevil, or we'll go back to Star- Spider Man, or we'll go back to Tony, or anything else like that. Like that's because that's our niche. But right. for some people, they love Thor, they love his storyline, and they want to keep following his storyline, so they'll watch it. And that's pretty much uh, what a lot of that's what that's what this is that's what this Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing. It's creating so many different avenues, so many universes for us to fucking enjoy, for anybody to enjoy. Not everyone's gonna like the Thor storylines. Not everyone liked the Tony storyline, and yeah. not everyone's gonna like the Captain uh, America storyline. So that's that's pretty much where I'm getting at. Where it's like the hate that you're getting from the director itself is kind of uh, it's kind of misplaced, I would say, and possibly misguided. Because you're not really getting what uh, Kevin Feige is trying to do. Is he trying yeah. to like um, move in the shadows of Stan Lee? Quite possibly. He probably uh, thinks of Stan Lee as like one of his greatest icons or heroes oh, of, yeah. of his yeah. time. So he yeah. wants to create his his own uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe the same way Stan Lee created that like that massive fucking uh, universe that he had in the comic book world. That's that's pretty much what uh, Kevin Feige wants to do is create a cinematic comic book world of these comic right. book characters that a lot of us for so many generations have grown to love. Yeah, and I and, and these stories these stories date back fucking years, decades, and now we're just now we're gonna bring them back, but with our own little twist because obviously you know it's it wouldn't be as fun to watch a movie if you knew exactly what was gonna happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Some, that's I, why people don't like. That's why some people don't like book adaptations of uh, movie adaptations of books because you pretty much already know what's going to happen. It's nothing. It's vanilla. You've already read the story. It is what it yeah. is. 
Well, even so, look at The Walking Dead. A lot of people complained that The Walking Dead didn't exactly follow the comic books. And it's like, but if it did, it, what's the point? Like, why? Like, yeah. what's the point? Then you, know you, what I mean? then you would just be watching the show just to see live action and stuff like that. And exactly, I mean, hey, exactly. that's that that's fine. Maybe you maybe that's something you like. But as a general audience viewers, they want to see a new storyline. They want to see action. They want to see their superheroes going throughout the world. But some of them maybe have never never seen uh Ragnarok. They've never seen Civil War. And when they watch uh the Russo brothers uh interpretation of the Civil Wars, they either like it and they're like, "Cool, I want to read what happened in, in the comic book world civil war or they don't like it and they're like well maybe i'll like the civil war uh comic book adaptations of it that's either way you're bringing them back to the comic book world which is something that you know us comic book readers fucking love yeah we yeah. love having new readers we love seeing all these new newcomers young people coming book coming back to these collectible stores and like saying hey give me the give me the issues of civil war give me the issues of fucking uh infinity of the infinity saga which i in impossible because that that comic book is like thousands of dollars now but uh <laughs> i want but they want to see it they want to read more about it so they're bringing more uh traffic to the comic book world and bringing more lore and traffic to these superheroes that they that 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 has has grown like notoriety and like fame over the course of so many years like it's it's insane how much how well kevin feige has brought the comic book world and these superheroes out of damn near bankruptcy if you remember the they marvel universe was in bankruptcy was bankrupt it even was. even though even though spider-man uh sam raimi spider-man was so good and everyone's falling in love with spider-man 2 that company was going bankrupt it it, it was it went to Sony because it was bankrupt. It sold all of its characters to different yep. studios because they were fucking broke because nobody was wanting when nobody was interested in superheroes anymore. Nobody was interested in comic books. But when Kevin Feige came and created this vision and created this blueprint for what we had, what we see in here now, what we what we built the podcast over that Kevin Feige did that and revived the superhero genre without a doubt. So I give so many applause for Kevin Feige. So now with what Kevin Feige wants to do, he wants to make his own thing. So you need to understand guys that, yeah, you might hate uh Thor, uh, love and thunder, but you might like uh secret wars. And it, yeah. it may be an entirely different storyline compared to what happened in Secret Wars. Because you got to understand secret wars happened after civil war. If I'm not mistaken, blow me up if I'm wrong. But Civil War started <laughs> after after uh, Se Secret War started after Civil War. <laughs> the Avengers were disbanded. The whole thing went up and up, like literally went tits up. Kaboom! And then Secret and then Secret Wars <laughs> happened, and they had to come together again to fight the fucking Skrulls. And as you can see now in the MCU, the Skrulls aren't particularly bad people. We don't, as far as we know, they're 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 as far as we know they're just fucking refugees man they're like my yep. they're like my people over here trying to get to the states like they're just refugees trying to find a better life so it is what it is but kevin feige is creating his own story and whether you like thor love and thunder oh thor ragnarok whether you like whether you don't like any of that shit i know i have a couple of friends that don't like the 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 storyline that they're going with thor i understand that but guess what man the, the universe that Kevin Feige is building gives you the opportunity to choose another storyline to follow. If you don't like Thor, go to Spider-Man. If you don't like Spider-Man, go to Steve Rogers or Sam Wilson. If you don't like those two, go to fucking Ironheart. Like, you have so many avenues that you can go to now. Because 
Kevin Feige has created a comic book world, but cinematically. So, with that being said, to wrap that up with my rant, understand this. You have another area to enjoy superheroes. You have another universe to enjoy, to enjoy superheroes, whether it's video another, games, another medium. movies, another medium, yeah. Whether it's video games, comic books, TV shows, or anything else for that matter. You have another area to enjoy these superheroes. So just right. enjoy them, man. It is what it is. And if you want to hate the directors, <sighs> by, by all means, you can hate these fucking directors, but Personally, what I think what Ta- Taika Waititi did was brilliant. I think I think it was decently well done for the for what Taika Waititi did. He made a good Taika Waititi film. The same way people are hating Multiverse of Madness, but if you are a Sam Raimi fan, you understand he made a decent Sam Raimi film. So he did. He did. That's another thing that I'm sure I'll ask you as well. Um, Kevin Feige is taking a lot of experiments. He's taking a lot of fucking... uh, um, um, He's experimenting a lot in this fucking uh, phase. And I think that's something that's been said by Kevin Feige. So I'll I'll ask you this, Brad. Do you like the theme that Kevin Feige is taking with this phase, with phase four, and the experimenting and letting these directors uh, tell a story about their respected superheroes, but also helping the the whole overarching uh, linear storyline that Kevin Feige is trying to keep together. Yes, and, yeah. and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this very bluntly. Um, so many people are trying to, in response to Thor: Love and Thunder, so many people are trying to make the argument that the production quality of marvel studios projects is declining and i'm gonna be very blunt about it you're full of shit (laughs) now see i don't know about that i don't know about that i may disagree with you on that i don't think there is anything cheap going on here and i think um i think people are trying to make that argument because here's where here's here's where i'm coming at it from i think people are trying to make that argument because it's been different and that goes back to what we just talked about a little bit ago. This has to be different. This everything centered around the Avengers and the Infinity Saga. But a lot of those characters are no longer in the picture. Tony Stark, for all intents and purposes, was the main character of that mm-hmm. saga. He was the Logan was the of main, the X-Men. He, Yes, he he carried that. Not to say that it wasn't good on its own. I don't mean that at all. But he carried that. And I think the fact that this phase has been different so far, what we talked about earlier about every single one of these TV shows, uh, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, all, all of these series have been drastically different from each other all of the movies Eternals, spider-man no way home thor love and thunder black widow doctor strange in the multiverse of madness they've all been drastically different from each other i'm not talking about the 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 cgi or the the production quality in in that um you know okay about that because there's some shit going on with that yeah i don't mean in that i know we'll get to that in a minute too i don't necessarily mean in that respect but 
I'm coming at this from a story. I tend to come at things a lot from a story perspective. Like you'll always hear me talk about the story before I talk about, you know, the CGI and all of the technical stuff. Um, You know, I, I think, but by the way, but before I go on, I, I got to get to this. Jaded, you're you're. <laughs> this killed me earlier. That's why I was laughing. He said Miguel on one of those late '90s Tarantino rants, and I'm. <laughs> bro, you were going off, and I was I was trying to contain it, and I couldn't, man. It was hysterical. Well, bro, look, Tarantino I, said, Adderall is, just like... is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, I don't take Adderall, but no, I'll say this. I no. mean, Tarantino. Like, I relate to Tarantino so much because in that regard because he loves movies like he he doesn't he yeah. doesn't bash directors for their types of uh decision or whatever he just loves movies if it's a good movie and he likes it he's gonna he's gonna like praise it if he doesn't like it it is what it is he doesn't particularly like it but he understands some director's decisions in making these movies and i for one have that type of insane mentality so like when i hate a movie it's not because i hate it just because i hate it it's because like i didn't particularly like the decision that they that these some of these directors made or i didn't like the quality of the storyline of that is but i will praise and hate every movie for what it is not for like the whole production team as it is like right there's plenty there's plenty of sony movies that i actually like again like days oh, of yeah. future past sure. logan and the wolverine like i like those three movies yes. like those three yes. movies are pretty good and yeah. if you're being honest the whole x-men trilogy i don't mind them at all i like them i didn't find them cheesy at all I thought they were de- decent uh, superhero movies with Dude. real world fucking undertones. Real world topics really that they talked about it. X Men: The Last Stand, the third one. I actually mm-hmm. really like that movie. It's like yeah. one of my favorite X Men films. Um, by the way, there are thirteen people hanging with us right now. Every single one of you, click the like button. Just go ahead and do it right now. Won't hurt you. Uh, yeah, Jaded says, "I'm clipping Miguel's rant and you." <laughs> it's my ringtone. Oh man, that's awesome. Let me know what you use it for. Because I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love to know, yeah. Well, l- look, here's the thing. The road to Infinity War and Endgame was incredible. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'll ever feel as invested and full as I did sitting in that theater next to you, of course, uh, on opening weekend watching Endgame. Like, and we all had the same thought after that. How on earth are they going to top that? How are you going to top that? But here's the thing. Marvel has to be allowed to evolve. Like the way that you continue to be successful after Avengers Endgame is by continuing to evolve your story and your characters by -hmm. continuing, like you just said earlier and your Quentin Tarantino rant (laughs) to continue to build your universe in new and different ways. And that's what they're doing with phase four. Like, again, if you haven't noticed, everything has felt different. It doesn't feel like one big overarching everything ties into everything story yet. Yet, every one of the Disney Plus shows has felt extremely unique and different from what before it, what came before it, and what came after it. You know, during the Infinity Saga, so many people complained that Marvel didn't give enough creative control to directors, to creative teams. Um, you know, that Disney was always playing Big Brother. It was one of the biggest criticisms of that period of films. But now that Phase Four is going in a different way. And suddenly many people are making the argument that they're not sticking to what they do best and that the production quality is declining and it just doesn't feel like it did before. Of course it doesn't feel like it did before. Like, think about it. Like you are starting over in a, like, in like almost, you're almost completely starting over. Like it's almost like if you went back to Avengers one, like 
yes, you're playing around in an established world, but you've got to introduce new characters and new stakes. You've got yeah, to build that same Avengers like superheroes have died. Universe worlds have worlds have been destroyed and different types yes. of storylines have like have either finished or the superhero has died. It's as simple as that. And right. I'm sure plenty of people didn't know like when whenever they first read uh the first major event, which I'm pretty sure is uh Secret Wars. Secret Wars was the very first major event and uh in the comic book world of Marvel. Like that was the very first uh major event that happened. And I'm pretty sure people that read this that comic book, they're like, bro, how are they gonna top this? Well, guess what? The Infinity War happened. And then guess what? Civil War happened. And then guess what? Days of Future Past happened. Like like they they kept topping it. They kept Galactic making these storylines. Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, it goes on forever. So. It's like Home Alone. I could do this forever, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I, listen, like our boy Soup said it best. Like Multiverse of Madness was very much a Sam Raimi movie. Eternals is very much a Chloe Zhao movie. Love and Thunder is very much a Taika Waititi movie. Guardians 3 will very much be a James Gunn movie. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 3 will very much be a Ryan Reynolds movie. Like it makes sense. Um, these are incredibly creative people that have done a really good job bringing um, new stories to life in new creative ways. Like I love that all of the Disney shows feel so dramatically unique, even though it's still a part of the same universe. Um, And and I think part of the problem, and I know this is something that we can even talk about with, with Halloween ends in just a little bit. um, Like, I think part of the problem is we live in a world where everything is either a 10 out of 10 or it's a zero out of 10. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no like middle ground anymore. There is no middle ground. Like just because a movie isn't Titanic or gone with the wind or Forrest Gump or the Shawshank Redemption or the Godfather or insert iconic movie here. Like that doesn't, and you also got to remember this right now. You know Some I mean? of those movies that he, that he just noted were bombs. They ended up, they, they became cult classics. Yes, that's and they and they became like the the most iconic cult classics, like Pulp Fiction, and like Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption did not do well in the box box office, except for it Titanic. Was until later on, Titanic. Titanic yeah, high, Titanic sure. won more Oscars than any movie, and it was the highest grossing movie of all time. But sure, we also talk about the death of like <laughs> a, hundred, a couple hundred people. So yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, but like my my question to all of these people, to the people who are taking this so or that are being so harsh about this. Why can't we tell a fun story simply for the sake of telling a fun story? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like that's something wrong with fandom today. And with the community today is that people are so quick to slam a movie for every single one of its faults, or at least what they think are its faults. Um, But they don't, nobody talks about what's good about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I saw this tweet and I wanted to share it because I, I think it's a very ironic parallel here. I think it's very, very ironic that um, that people love this film, this movie, but hated Love and Thunder. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 2 is one of, uh, it, it's undeniably a fan favorite Marvel film. And it and Thor Love and Thunder share a lot of the same qualities. I-, I wanted to share this. I thought it was really cool. Both of them, the comedy comes first. It double down, doubles down on the franchise's tone. 
It doubles down on the comedic aspects. It doubles down on everything that makes those films great. It's got a kick-ass soundtrack. Um, it's non-consequential to the MCU meeting. It matters, but it's not like what happens in this film affects everybody else in the universe. You know, or like you didn't know that this movie was going to affect. You didn't know Ego's death yes. was going to help Thanos uh, decide to continue searching for the Infinity Stones. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. Hundred percent. Um, it's a big, fun, cosmic adventure, which Thor Love and Thunder is. It is a fun adventure, and we travel across the galaxy doing it. Same thing as we did with Guardians Volume 2. Um, a fourth of the team is CGI. <laughs> and it, it is. Uh, you have Korg. I mean, yeah. You have the, the screaming goats. Um, uh, again, a, a lot of it's CGI. Uh, a lot of people think that there are too many jokes. There's a cold open with the villain, the golden city of pretentiousness. Uh, you have that with you, 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 you do. You have that with the gods. You have that with uh, well, I forget what's it called, where we get the Adam Warlock. Yeah, where we get the Adam Warlock tease at the end. But the, then you also have a really emotional the ending as well. Golden city of pretentiousness. I know. Oh my that needs, god, that, that is needs to be a thing. Like, perfect. If anybody yeah. from Marvel Studios is listening, like you need to. Uh, you need to label that. You need to make that you a need thing. To PM that, my man. That was fucking gold. <sighs> um, but I don't know. I think, I really think that that's an interesting take. Like people, why is it that people adore Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two for all of the same reasons that they hate Thor: Love and Thunder? The reason I'm not why really I think understanding that the it reason is, why I, I think is it's because an ironic parallel there. It's it's mainly because they. Because in the comics, Thor was Thor. Like, he was medieval Odin sons. Yes. Fucking, yes. like, badass, like, taking down all of these mighty enemies. Like, Gore the God Butcher and Thor's fighting and the comic books were was yes. so fucking gruesome and so fucking uh, epic. And when it came to, like, the comedic undertones, the reason why Thor was funny was because he was a god. He was a yep. god from uh the fucking from fucking uh from Viking uh you know storytelling. Like he was a god, but when he would come to uh you know to deal with humans, you know, here on Earth, the reason mm -hmm. the only time he was funny was when he didn't understand um yeah. human societal rules yep. or like norms or stuff like that. That's where the that's where the comedic undertones came in. But yep. they made sure they they even though that was there they still continue with the story of Thor being an absolute fucking badass. And there is another funny comic strip of like, I've said this before where like the Avengers are like battling this ginormous monster or whatnot. And then they're like, they're on the ropes. They're there. Are the Avengers going to win? And then all of a sudden phew, fucking Mjolnir just decapitates the thing. And yeah. there it is. Mjolnir just sitting right there. And Tony's like, Hey Steve, do you have a pen and writes, you know, hope retirement is, is hope you're enjoying retirement. Love tony and you know thor uh retrieves uh mjolnir back and he's just sitting in there in fucking retirement like he's so out of uh what's the word out of touch of like all of us and the avengers so out of touch that he's just like he he's like an entirely different world and because he's just that badass of a character and his storylines in thor is fucking insane like even in Civil War, uh, whenever Tony and Thor, when Tony tried to recruit Thor to his side, that battle between those two was ridiculous. Like Thor 
fuck Tony up because yeah. Thor was upset that Tony created a clone that ended up killing, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it was Ant-Man. It was someone else that could enlarge. Uh, but that, that, that Tony made a robotic clone of Thor and <laughs> Thor was not happy about that. So he yeah. whooped them to daylight. So right. because Thor just was like, I'm a God, you were, you, you cannot replicate me whatsoever. I am out of this world. I am above all of you. Your yeah. puny uh, fights between you between you and Steve Rogers is nothing compared to what I have to deal with. Pretty much, right. pretty much Thor's attitude and the comic books is the same as like Captain Marvel's in the MCU, where Captain Marvel is like, I can't deal with this right now. I have this massive uh, battle that's happening in this other world. Like I have to go deal with it. It's the same thing like that. Where, but then again, you know, Captain Marvel's obviously from here. But since her time as a Kree soldier and as Captain Marvel, you know, since the late 80s or 90s, she's been she's been out there battling different types of uh, of uh, of conflicts out there. So she doesn't particularly like totally know like is when she finally did come to to the Earth again, she didn't really understand societal rules or norms because that's just how it worked. And that's right. what happens when you've been out, you know, and you don't know Earth. So like. That type of comedic sense of humor is what Thor had in the comics, but he also had the badass storylines of like, you know, fighting yes. for the God yeah. Butcher and Hercules and all that other stuff. Like he's had all that. So that's why people are not really liking the fact that Guards of the Galaxy Volume Two is kinda kinda has the same idea as uh Thor and Love and Thunder because they wanted more dark, more Odin Sun. They want Odin Sun. They don't want Thor. They want Odin Sun's uh, fucking Thor. And being shown in the movies. But guess what, guys? That didn't do well. Because you know why? Thor the Dark World. That didn't do too well. And they tried, they tried to they tried to double down on Thor's uh, you know, godly presence. But that didn't work. You guys barred it. You guys hated it. It's the dark it's 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 the dark horse of, of Thor's franchise, the MCU. But guess what they did? They upped the tone and they made it more lighthearted with Thor Ragnarok. And yeah, I know some of my some of my friends don't particularly like Thor Ragnarok either. But as a majority, people loved it. People loved Thor yeah. Ragnarok. So yeah, that's I, probably I, the reason why people don't like uh, Thor Ragnarok because it plays too much with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2, which, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was, you know, it set the premise. It set the tone. It said, hey, man, this is just a bunch of ragtag group of guys trying to, like, you know, make a quick buck in this fucking universe. Right. So. Well, I, I think people need to chill and accept that... Thor Love and Thunder is a fun ride that isn't, it's not Avengers Age of Ultron. It's not Infinity War. It's not Civil War, but it is a great time. Again, focus on mm -hmm. what it is. Don't focus on what it isn't. Um, it gave us an awesome villain in Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher. Um, and, and listen, like I know and accept that I need to do the same thing for Halloween ends. Like, we're going to talk about, we are going to talk Halloween ends in just a minute. I know this has been, this, we, we knew this was going to be a long one. It's our only live show this week. Um, we're at two hours right now. Um, so if you're watching with us, please be sure to leave it a like. Uh, thanks for so much, so much for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Um, but, it, you know, I think, I know at the end of the day, I need to do this too. Put your expectations aside and just enjoy the ride for what it is so just something mm -hmm. to think about uh i know you guys are moving in the chat and we really really love to see it uh i saw something about a foot fetish i have no idea i'm not even gonna ask <laughs> i do uh i, <laughs> I know miguel wants to know right uh let's see 
Uh, David says, right, who's up for a Tarantino Avengers movie? Oh, good God. Uh, could you imagine the language out of Captain America? Uh, no, it'd be Tony. It'd be Tony <laughs> fucking reaming oh, this place funny. out. I'm sure Tony good. would love to throw a couple of F-bombs at some of those Avengers. I'm just not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, Million Ideas, what's going on, man? He says, Tarantino is the man. I love his take on Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Um, I don't know if I know. I know his take on Halloween 6, what he, because originally he was going to have a role in Halloween 6. Um, not a role in the film, but like he was going to write and direct it. I have I said, I didn't really um, like his uh, idea with uh, Halloween. So again, yeah, guess it was what? Man, wild. I, I didn't like, I didn't yeah. particularly like Tarantino's uh, vision for Halloween. And I'm, I'm glad he didn't do it because, you know, it probably wouldn't have gone well. It probably would have been a good movie, but like. I personally wouldn't have liked it. I mean, that's just how it is. Some people probably uh, would have, like, your, yeah. like yourself right there. Yeah, Million says, David, uh, here, replying to David Irwin, um, he says, uh, Tarantino said that Rob Zombie did a wonderful job, but he had to get his head out of his own ass first to realize it. He hated it on first watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's a very odd cup of mildewy tea to, to get through Rob Zombie's Halloweens. I... I I like them. I have a very much a love-hate relationship with them. I love them, but I also understand that there's a lot of things um, wrong with them. Also says, people hate Halloween kills for the same reasons they love H2, H4, etc. Go figure. Uh, David says, wow, and Tarantino is a Halloween franchise fan. It's a good point he makes, yeah. though, considering ends might be reinventing the wheel. That's true, and we're mm. getting ready to talk about that in just a second. Um, Rosalia says, hardcore fans' expectations are too high. I agree with that. I, and I, and again, I we fall into that too. Like I am not going to try to sit here and be, you know, hypocritical about it. Like I, I recognize that we fall into that. And um, I, it's something that I think I'm kind of working on too, as, as a, as a movie dude and as a, a movie fan and as a fan of um, these franchises and as a member of these fandoms, like I think, especially with Halloween ends, I, I'm really going to try to go in with an open mind and with way, way less expectations, um, you know, that, uh, with way less expectations than I had for Halloween kills to, to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jay did says hitting that like button is the easiest thing you'll do all day. And Brad and Miguel really appreciate it. We really do. We appreciate Thanks. it a lot. Yeah, we Listen, really do appreciate it, man. More so we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. That's what we really, yeah. really appreciate. Uh, David says some great discussion here, guys. It has been, man. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a really fun show. Uh, million ideas says i wouldn't even say too high i'd say their expectations aren't even realistic i think that's mm. true as well i think especially even more so with marvel um than the halloween stuff i, I think that's i think that's true as well i, I mean i, I, I could say the really same for halloween that. yeah you you could you you, mm-hmm. you can say the same i'd agree uh rosalia says this was a really great uh really deep discussion guys great content thanks so much we love thanks. you guys man. thank you so much uh the time has come my friends let's talk let's halloween talk, man let's talk halloween ends by the way i know we, we kind of glossed over this i know there's a lot of vfx artists that are speaking out against marvel right now for like unrealistic deadlines and the crazy work schedules and like asking way too much and like look we are marvel fans like huge marvel fans and i know a lot of people call us marvel fanboys like through and through but that I will acknowledge mean, that Marvel is the MCU is not doing a good job for these VFX artists, and that's well, why you get the quality that we're seeing. Right, and and that doesn't mean that they're perfect or that we agree on everything they do. I mean, no, like with the power of Disney, with the massive force that Marvel Studios has become, 
I'm sure they're extremely demanding of these artists and their time. And we don't know a whole lot about that deep behind the scenes stuff. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to comment on that because it's something that I don't really know for a fact, mm-hmm. but if it's all true, then yeah. I mean, Marvel needs to figure out a way to manage their content and the work that's expected of those artists a little bit better. Um, and I think it goes without saying, but I mean, of course we see like, you know, we see Stan Lee's name, we see Kevin Feige's name, we see RDJ and Tom Holland and, you know, the, the big ones, but it's important to remember that making a Marvel movie is very different from most other productions and that there is a lot of post-production work and, mm-hmm. you know, with the CGI and the graphics and the editing that, you know, goes into making those films and to make like, things like... Every I would like. Game. I would agree with you. Yeah. So go go back and watch Spider Man uh, Far uh, No Way Home, and watch the end credit scenes. Don't worry. You you want to because you have to watch the post credit scene. So go back, read the credits, and literally read yeah. who are the VXX team. It's not one guy. Oh yeah, it's a. It's whole not. It's not. People. It's not Tom Jones at VFX Studios. No, it is over 50 to over a like you know a hundred fucking different types of uh people working in the vfx studio trying to make this movie as good as it does yeah and yeah marvel studio is huge but they also you know contract these other vfx studios and they want they they ask them hey help us make this movie great and they reach out to so many other different uh vfx studios and if you think if you go if you if you are a vfx if you're in a VFX studio or if you're a VFX artist, artist or whatever, bravo to you, man. Like the work that these people do to create the movies that we all like come to love, yeah. like watch the behind the scenes of these uh, giant movies that contain so much of these VFX uh, stuff. Like they're so in-depth. They're so detailed. If given the right amount of time, they make some really goddamn good fucking movies. Avatar is going to be one of them. Godzilla mm-hmm. was definitely one of them. Jurassic Park three is one that I like to note because it was one of the old older yeah. VFX movies that I come to love. And now look at all of these other type new movies that are coming out, like Dune. Fucking hell, oh, whatever man. the hell yeah. that studio did was phenomenal. Yeah. It took I'm sure it took years for for them to make Dune as beautiful as it was. But then what actually makes me sad to see is whenever you have Thor. Thor, Love and Thunder, and how uh, and Multiverse of Madness. When you see the fucking CGI and the VFX of these movies, you can definitely tell that the VFX team is being stretched way too thin. And well, whether that's something Disney's doing, or something the VFX team is doing, or something just about like the quality of that these people are wanting, like whether whether it's here or there, I don't know. But what I can agree with some of these people that criticize Marvel movies now is that the VFX team, uh, something something within VFX and the Disney Studios and Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, there's something that's not totally mixing well, and you're obviously seeing it on the on the big screen. I, I would definitely agree with you on that note. So, Yeah, man. I, I think it's important to remember, like, again, I don't want to comment too much on this because I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't have that kind of information, but... Every name in those long list of credit sequences that we wait through to see the. If you do have that insight, please reach out to us because we'll love to do an episode with you. Um, Every single name in those long post credit sequences uh, that we wait through had a hand in making these movies possible. So shout Mm -hmm. out to everybody 
that has a hand in that and that works on these things um, and that dedicates so much time to, to making them a thing. So I, yeah, you see, you see that, you see that giant fucking studio uh, picture of all the major characters in the MCU. Well, take that giant group of people and multiply it by like a hundred, hundredfold. And that's how many people were actually working on the fuck that uh, granted. Yeah. These, these actors, they did their part. They did their time learning these lines and actually making a good storyline that we see, but multiply that entire crew of actors by a hundred. And you have the fucking VFX team. You have the composers, you have the editing, you have the writers, you have the fucking post-production team. You have all of them, all, every single one of them played an important part in making the movies that we've all come to love, whether that is Shawshank Titanic or avatar or anything in the MCU. You have an entire group of production teams that work day in day out. These actors can clock in and out when they're, when their lines are done. These, the production team, they're 24 hours until the movie is done without a doubt. So big props, big props to you guys. If any of you guys know anybody that's in the production team of these movies, pat them on the back, give them a beer. They definitely need it because they, they work day in, day out to make movies that we all pay 20 bucks to see. So hundred percent, man. Uh, I love that you guys are talking to each other so much. I, I, it's like, it's so cool to see, man. We love it. Um, uh, let's see. Jaded says watching the credits after a Marvel movie is like reading the old test. <laughs> it really is. Though. It's, it's a it lot, really man. is. It's a, lot. it's a heavy read. A lot. But I've come to I've come to actually read them and actually in, enjoy see which studios have been working on the same movies here and there, which one's working on this franchise and which one's working on that right. franchise. I used to be personally like interested in the whole VFX stuff, like all of that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I used to play with like Blender and all that stuff with all that like animation stuff. I used to play with all that stuff. And yeah, I, I have such a huge respect for these studios. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, by the way, Tuesday night. Remember, Tuesday night, Mike and Jay, we're hosting the Wham Fam Tuesday night. It's going to be a friggin' awesome time. It's uh, our turn talk- on the hot seat. It is. Uh, we're going to talk Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, we're also going to talk Halloween Ends, which we're about to do right now. We're finally there. We're going to talk Halloween Ends. Sorry, uh, it's going to be a really cool time. So please join us Tuesday night at 8 p.m. We'll be live with Mike and Jay from We Watched a Movie. Uh, let's talk some Halloween Ends, man. Um so, first of all, the biggest news at the moment is that on Wednesday, we are getting the first official trailer for Halloween Ends revealed by Damie Lee Curtis. She posted this on the 13th, Hello. Uh, Pumpkin 720. So, obviously, that trailer is coming now. Mm-hmm. When, the trailer, or when the trailer was rated, its runtime was listed at a minute and 16 seconds, which you have to remember, you can fit a heck of a lot into a minute and 16 seconds, but... Mm-hmm. I think it's looking like this could be the CinemaCon trailer that was shown a month ago. And if you remember, that trailer was mostly a compilation of footage from 78, from 2018, and from Kills, uh, with the exception of a brutal, as it was described, fight sequence between Michael and Lori, where she stabbed him in the hand again. Lori really has like a personal vendetta out against his hand. Bro, my man's hand is Uh, fucking going to be a nub um, by the end of this fucking movie. And kicks him onto a coffee table and all that good stuff. Um, so let us know right now, what are you guys hoping for in the Halloween Ends trailer? Are you okay with it being a compilation of the whole... I, I forget exactly what it said, but it was like the every scare, every slash, 
every whatever has led to this or like you know it all ends like it's the whole are you okay with it kind of being um a culmination okay of, of, of a, everything that's happened and then more a small of a, snippet of new footage like are, are you guys okay with that a tease or do you mm -hmm. want it to be more of an example of the story that we're going to get um miguel what are you wanting to see in the halloween ends taylor at trailer action or story uh i'm more interested in particularly the story because over the course of you know the past couple of years of like you know just being in like way into the rabbit hole of halloween with you and even though i dirtied my fluffy white tail in the in the world of horror um i've learned to come in love and appreciate uh michael myers and his influence in the horror genre so if this is going to be the last movie of michael myers for a while let me say that a while um yeah i'd like there to be more of a story driven storyline a story story driven trailer because this is like the culmination of like what 1978 if i'm not mistaken of the very first halloween 1978 right what did you just say i'm not gonna lie what what was the what was the first uh when the first halloween movie come out 78 78 okay like halloween ends is the culmination of the very first of everything that's happened in the very first uh movie that happened in 1978 so this is now this has now been a storyline that's been taking place for the last uh 40 years well 44 years if we're talking yeah, halloween ends because it's the last four year time jump for the last 40 years yeah so this is it's fucking huge so i'd much rather it be like a very story driven uh a story driven uh thing for me and yeah. i i do i do agree with you million it does sound like a like a legacy trailer for sure like it's like hey look guys this has been going on for so long we want to tell our final story and then let let it die for a little bit and let someone else take the rain because we 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 already know Blumhouse is not going to have the reins for it long so it's going to go yeah. to another studio it's it's looking that way i think it will be the cinemacon trailer um mainly i think it's going to be that trailer because they have managed to keep so much of this thing under wraps and i hope i really really hope that does that doesn't change i i hope we go in not knowing very much about it. Um, I think the movie will be better off for it, but I think they're going to try to continue to keep things under wraps a little bit more. And I think mm -hmm. if you do the compilation thing where you do the whole emotional, it's all led to this trailer. Uh, I think you'll, I, I think it'll satisfy people, but I think it'll also give them the chance to keep a lot of the plot and what we're going to see under wraps. And of course we'll get TV spots and we'll see, um, you know, of course we will get, uh, you know, we'll get another, a second trailer later on down the road or something like that. But I think it probably will be the CinemaCon trailer again. We don't know that for sure, but that would kind of be my guess. Um, mm -hmm. Jada says, I think we're getting the trailer from CinemaCon and within a day or two, we'll get a surprise teaser as well. Could be, who knows, man, could be. Um, I do wonder if they're going to do the whole, like on Monday, I wonder if we're going to get that. Because if you remember for, I don't think, well, no, they didn't do this for Kills because Kills was a whole disaster because the trailer leaked um, and Universal had to get in front of it. But if you remember for 2018, they did this whole quick, it was only like six seconds, but it was this whole, like you got a, a bunch of quick frames and then it said trailer Friday. I wonder if we'll like, I wonder if we'll get a little something like that, like to, to boost everybody's interest in the marketing campaign and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of interesting too. 
another piece of the Halloween Ends news is that it has had its first public test screening uh, with big screen leaks. And boy, leaks. did it get some reviews. Well, with big screen leaks confirming that, um, and viewer and on also timed in a little bit later, big screen leaks tweeting on the 13th, two different cuts of Halloween Ends were screened last night. I think they were, I believe they were screened in New York City. Um, forgive me if I'm incorrect on that. Trying to get a gauge on the reactions from both with viewer and non-confirming and adding a little bit more information. Yes, they did what's called a bake-off and showed it in two auditoriums. One version for <laughs> They call it a bake-off? That's fucking hilarious. Uh, so only reason I haven't commented on reaction is that I'm trying to get fair assessments. Uh, excuse me. Uh, only reason I haven't commented on re- on reaction, that's what I'm trying to say, too many R words, is I'm trying to get a fair assessment of both versions. It's so. Two. So essentially two different versions of the movie were shown in two different theaters and they were trying to gauge the uh, wh- the reaction of which uh, which audience had a better reaction to the film. Now, mm-hmm. um, we cannot attest to the reactions. Um, I have read a couple of things. Miguel and I actually did read one today. Um, I, I didn't want to share it on here. We don't know which I, version it is. I don't know what version it was. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. share it on here because I know a lot of people are trying to avoid that stuff. Um, I'll just say that it was not overwhelmingly positive, but it's out there. It's not hard to find. You can you'll mm-hmm. Google Google it. You'll find it. Um, but there were two different versions shown. I don't know what was in those two versions. We don't know that. Um, and with that being said, I think it's important to remember that whether you see or hear great reviews, terrible reviews, uh, lukewarm reviews, I think it's always a good idea to take them with a grain of salt and to wait and assess the film for yourself. Don't let mm-hmm. somebody else's opinion dictate yours. I think that's really, really important as reactions are going to start coming out. I assume they'll play it at TIFF. I think both, I mean, both of the other two movies have, did Halloween or um, did Halloween Kills debut at TIFF? I know 2018 did. I don't remember if Halloween Kills. I don't know what the fuck TIFF is. TIFF is the, it's, it's, it's like the biggest film festival in the world, essentially. Um, Do you never heard of TIFF? Really? Uh Oh, That's kind of shocking. Um, So yeah, I'm not sure whether or not uh, it'll debut at TIFF, but as reactions start to come out, don't put a ton of stock into them. I think it's really, really important that you wait to build your own, your own assessment and your own opinion of the movie. Don't just Mm -hmm. base it. Don't walk in going, well, all the reviews have sucked. Yes. It's going to suck. Don't do that. Don't let even even critic reviews and Rotten Tomato scores. Don't go in talking, worry about any of that crap because it, it's not going to matter. The only thing that's going to matter is your opinion of the film. Yeah, I can look at it like this. We 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 were reading a whole lot of reviews about Thor: Love and Thunder, and we went in there thinking like, ah, we 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 went in there thinking with the bar low, and look at that. I mean, we got pleasantly surprised by uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So I mean, take it that what you will. Uh, whether you read read the reviews or not, just understand that like that person didn't like the movie. That didn't right. mean that doesn't mean you'll that doesn't mean you'll hate it. Yeah. Whether sure. the person loved the movie, that doesn't mean you'll love it. Maybe you'll hate it. Either way. So it's just you know you won't have an opinion. You, you need to you need to be able to watch the movie yourself to have your own opinion. That's that's I, all I, I gotta say. If you uh, if you tell me that you hate the movie and you say that you've only read the reviews, I'm not gonna listen to you. 
Yeah. Simple well, Million Ideas trailers have always shown too much. That's their purpose going back to Halloween 78 trailer. It's par for the course. They're just highlight reels. Yes, absolutely. Um, the People always make the, the trailer showed too much argument. And like... I think that's just a horror again, thing. You, well, you, it, it, it a is a horror thing. thing. I, I agree with that. I think a lot of people say horror trailers show too much because horror mm-hmm. trailers, re- or, excuse me, horror films rely on what you don't know. They rely mm-hmm. on scares they were they, they rely on horror so i think when you show it, it's kind of a double-edged it's a little yeah it's a little contradicting when you say it like that it's like horror movies are good when you don't know what's going on but then when you show all the jump scares and all the action that happens but in at the horror same movie, time it, it. it's a double-edged sword because nobody is gonna no av- again trailers are for the average joe not mm-hmm. us not hardcore halloween fans with posters and stuff hanging in their room like Trailers are for the normal guy who's like, yeah, I, I saw Halloween 2018. I saw Halloween Kills. They were fun. They were they were cool movies. Uh, the horror trailer, or excuse me, trailers are for the people that are like, I just don't know if I want to go see that. And then they see it and they're like, ah, cool. I want to go watch that thing. That's pretty yeah. cool. But with horror, it's a double-edged sword because nobody's going to watch a horror trailer with nothing scary in it and be like, I want to go see that. Nobody's going to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You have to throw them a bone a little bit. And you have to... uh, You have to show them something in order to get something back, Mm -hmm. which is them buying a ticket. uh, A ticket for the movie, you know? Um, And before we go on, I I am going to issue a slight spoiler warning for Halloween Ends. I I, I don't want to see any of you go, but... um, uh, we're not going to talk about anything crazy. All of this stuff is out there now. It is nothing that is like terribly hard to find. It's nothing that we are breaking any news. This is this is stuff that you can very easily if, find. If you are a Halloween fan, that means you follow pages that have to do with Halloween. Right. Therefore, you're obviously going to see. You've obviously seen or hear of things that we've seen as well because we don't have insider information. I'll be honest. So if you're worried about that and us giving you guys spoilers, you can right. you can have a sigh of relief because we don't have that. We don't have right. that insider stuff. So we only talk about what we've seen, which is the same what you guys have seen. So, so like I mean, the, the things that we're about to discuss aren't necessarily massive spoilers, but they are spoilers mm-hmm. nonetheless. You know what I mean? And it's a shame that we're that we're able to talk about them, even if they're slight, because they're out there now. They're not hard mm-hmm. to find. Um, but again, with that being said, if you don't want to know anything about Halloween ends, props to you. We love you. Yeah. Take a rain check on this one. But if you don't care and you're fine with that, which nobody's leaving. So I assume everybody's fine with that. Uh, let's talk about it. So viewer anon, who we're going to actually come back to in just a few minutes, um, posted this in response to the test screening uh oh we already saw that one sorry um but i can confirm that michael looks just like he did in halloween kills and boy was that toy leak i put out there fake there's apparently a homeless guy with a big white beard who kind of looks like it though so that'll be my defense for the next half century now what exactly is he referring to with the toy leak thing he's referring to this and this and this, and even this. And I'm not going to lie, they look sick. That's dope looking. Uh, 
I told him that as soon as he sent it to me, I know I found it first. I found it first on Twitter because he was like, bro, there is a toilet going on. I was like, all right, well, let me hop on. I found it like between the two of us first. And I said, bro, that shit's fake. It's it's like oh. a concept. It's like a concept that someone did for uh, in, in honors of Jane Jude Courtney's uh, Michael Myers. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's about a week ago now. Uh, people mm-hmm. were freaking out on Twitter because – studios were freaking out too like you told me accounts were being shut down because of it well i I don't know that i had seen that on twitter but of course when something is breaking everybody like (gasps) like everybody's freaking out you know what i mean when that's happening i hope i'm not gonna i will not be doing that again so i hope you all enjoyed that uh so they were freaking out but that turned out to be incorrect this leak this supposed leak was actually a concept toy uh by one's customs and it looks dope. It's kind of a combination. For those of you listening on Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, if you haven't seen this, um, it's essentially uh, James Jude Courtney in action figure form. He's got the burned face. Part of the beard is missing from where his skin is singed. Uh, he's got a thicker beard. His hair has kind of grown out a little bit. Um, the jumpsuit is very, very tattered, very, very worn. Uh, and he's got very a very raw on. zombie two kind of thing. Yes, he's got a jacket on. He's got the big thick knife. He's got an axe on the back of his shoulder, which is pretty sick looking. Um, it, it looks very, very Rob Zombie's Halloween two ish. He's uh, very Assassin and, Creed mode, if you ask yes, me. Yes, it, it's like it's like Assassin's Creed Michael Myers, it, it, definitely. Um, and it looks really, really cool. And it's got the accessories and the phone and all that stuff. Um, but this was actually a concept toy made by One's Custom Toys. Uh, and there's a video of it on YouTube. I actually found it. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh, it, it's definitely really cool looking. And um, I mean, props to One's Customs for making that thing. But, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that this is not the direction they went. I think it's too on the nose of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I think yeah. it looks too much like it you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean now if they wanted to do a jacket or if they wanted to do something different i could i could see a little bit different because he's been living it's we don't know but my guess is that he's been living out in the woods or something he, he's been just out in the elements for the last four years mm-hmm. so obviously he's gonna look dirtier he's gonna look tattered mm-hmm. the blood <clears throat> on the mask is gonna be stained on there now the dirt and the grime is gonna be thicker um it's gonna look different but this just seemed a little over the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that this is not necessarily the direction that they were going to go. Although I got to say, whoever designed this toy, it does look pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. <laughs> it really Bravo. does. Uh, even the face sculpt, it, it looks exactly like James Jude Courtney. It, it, it's dope. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jaded says Hobo Myers needs a makeover. Hashtag glow up Myers. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Rosalia says, Who played the best, Michael? Uh, honestly, I think I'm going to go James Jude Courtney on that one. And I, I know people are going to be like, But what about Nick Castle? I mean, Nick Castle is kind of like he, he automatically gets top tier, but James Jude Courtney is kind of like sharing top tier with him. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think James Jude Courtney did the best job. Um, what, what's, what's been your favorite Myers, Miguel? 
Um, I would I would also agree with you with James and Courtney, and it's the same uh, reasoning with you as well. It's like Nick Castle set the bar. Same thing I talked about the whole Hulk thing. Uh, Nick Castle rate like he set the bar, and James and Courtney happened to uh, uh, go above it and actually like honor uh, Nick Castle's uh, portrayal of Michael Myers and yeah. do and do his own twist, which definitely fucking works. Like he sets yeah. like even though he's not uh, particularly like a very massive individual like uh rob zombies he does have he does have like a large right. presence well he's a little bit i think he's like an uh, an inch or two taller than uh than nick castle um jaded says my favorite is dick warlock from halloween too yeah dick warlock is good too although dick warlock i think he moves a little bit differently than nick castle did nick castle had a little bit more it's almost like Dick Warlock overdid what Nick Castle did. Like he moves so slowly, but there are some genuinely creepy moments of Dick Warlock. I mean, one of my favorite shots in the series is at the final chase scene where Michael's chasing Laurie around the hospital and Loomis is on his way to the hospital. Uh, when right after he picks the nurse up with the scalpel in the hallway, but when there's a moment where Laurie's kind of like falling down the stairs and she's trying to like limp away from him. And you see a shot of Michael walking down the stairs and he's just looking straight out in front of him as he like goes down the stairs. And that is one of the coolest shots in this entire franchise for me. So I think Dick Warlock um, did a really, really good job as well. Uh, Million Ideas says, soon as, as soon as I saw there were no missing fingers on the toy, I knew it wasn't real. Yeah, it Ooh. did fool me. It fooled me real quick at first. Good and eye. then, Miguel, well, I was like, because of course I'm freaking out like everybody else's. And Miguel said, Brad, that's not real. He was like, that's not real. There's no way. There's no way. And I I was like, bro, I don't know. I don't know if it's real. And I messaged Mike from We Watch TV. I was like, bro, do you think this is real? Do you think this is real? He was like, I, I don't know, but I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, and then, I don't know, I started looking at it more and I was like, okay, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's really just a, a toy or something. So I don't know. Uh, Casey, what's going on, man? He says, dope toy concept. That it is, dude. It really does look sick. It really is. Um, Jaded says, I don't think Michael's been out in the elements. I think he's been locked away during the time jump secretly. That's interesting. Uh, locked away by who is my question. And I don't have an answer to that. But I, that, I think that's interesting. Uh, I don't think Michael's been out. Oh, it's just the same, <laughs> the same comment twice. <laughs> same comment. Uh, million ideas. James definitely the best Michael since Nick. I, I completely agree with that, mm -hmm. man. Uh, so yeah, the the toy leak was pretty cool. But let's talk about viewer non for just a second. Again, I know some people love spoilers. I know that some people hate spoilers. The content creator game or the scooper slash industry insider game, whether you're anonymous or not, and especially when you're privy to insider information, I think is a very, very fine line. And we've always tried to be clear about the fact that we are not privy to that information and we're good with that. And we are good with, you know, we enjoy speculating. We enjoy reporting on information that's already out there. But again, I think you walk a very fine line as a scooper. Now, I don't have a fact, a, a problem with the fact that viewer anon scoop the things that we're about to get to. But there was no spoiler warning. And I think that's why you have to be very sure to say, or like we're trying to be very sure in saying that we are going to talk some slight spoilers. And if you're not cool about that, I would hop out. 
this is this is where we get interesting. This is where uh, some things get kind of interesting is when we start talking about the plot because there are some strange things afoot. <laughs> I, I'll say that. So weird rumors. Viranon tweeted on the 13th. Again, a lot happened on the 13th. Over the last few months, people have been asking me a lot about Halloween ends, a Halloween ends rumor, excuse me, and the questions have picked up recently. So I'll definitely, I'll definitively say Michael Myers has not died between movies and he does not die early in ends. So there's part one. <laughs> what a spoiler. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He said, to be clear, he says he's, he's not, he does not die early. So at least it doesn't mean I he know. doesn't die. But he doesn't die in the first third of the movie like we talked about before. Yeah. That, that's essentially essentially say it. So I'm sorry, guys, if you got pretty much got spoiled right there. Because I'm going to say right now that's a spoiler. Yeah, but I also think that was kind of like, bro. <laughs> like, come on. This like, is a Halloween you know? movie. Can't be pointless without Michael Myers. Yeah, I know. I get that's, it. uh, it's kind of like, okay, but what are you going to do if he died in the first third? Uh, Million Ideas says, got to go, fellas. I'll definitely catch you all Tuesday. Peace, man. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. We'll see you Tuesday. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, so second of all, he <clears> goes <throat> on to say, I don't know where the rumor originated, but uh, excuse me, but a number of people asked me in DMs if Michael dies in the first 20 minutes. Again, we reported on that. We were, We didn't know for sure, but... I felt like it sounded like a pretty outlandish rumor, and I just didn't see them doing that at all. Thirdly, oh and no, as other weird rumors I've been asked about go, a radio tower has not broadcast a signal compelling Michael Myers to kill. Now, this is one... I'm loving how they're just throwing out the fucking uh, theories that we've had. <laughs> right, and, and that's what I've it's said. Like, like, okay, I, guys, your theories are bullshit. I know, and I, I appreciate it, but also, like... There was no spoiler warning like, mm -hmm. in his tweets. He's just like, hey, here's bad stuff about Halloween ends, you know? Yeah. Um, so that kind of puts that one to bed as well about the, a lot of people were like, what if the radio shower is somehow Silver Shamrock from Halloween 3? And there's like a, a signal that's just like tweaking something in Michael's brain. And Bro, he's tweaking. Telling him to kill it. <laughs> you know, right? He's been tweaking uh, all this time. But so that kind of puts those strange and odd uh, rumors to bed. Okay, But uh, the next piece of information is the thing that I think has many Halloween fans, including myself, hung up. And my hope here is that we only have a very small piece of the puzzle and that things will make much more sense after we've seen the movie. Mm -hmm. So here, here's, the, here's the wild one. And again... This is pro this is probably the biggest spoiler warning of anything so far. Big again. Wait, where's my uh, where's my thing? Where's my thing? Where's my thing? This one. This isn't slight. This one's big spoiler warning for uh, for the film. Here we go. This was tweeted out on the fourteenth. I've said over the last few weeks that Halloween ends is divisive. One of the big reasons why is there's a new lead. His name is Corey. Mm. He's played by Rohan Campbell, uh, or Rowan, I'm not sure how you say the name. And by all accounts, his role is bigger than both Laurie and Allison. He's the glue holding the movie together. 
other accounts have talked about mixed reactions. And one of the things I'm trying to do is gauge whether negative opinions are due to the story being bad or just shock at the story being very different from what people expect. My general philosophy is I want people to be excited for movies or put fans in the best position to enjoy them. When I first heard about Corey and Anne three or four months ago, I thought the surprise would piss people off. Then I got more confirmation from the test screenings. I revealed him publicly so people have time to process his existence and hopefully accept the movie's story on its own terms. My hope is we'll all walk into Halloween ends and like it or not, uh, excuse me, we'll all walk into Halloween ends and like it or not, like it because of the quality of the movie, not what its story should or shouldn't be. Mm. We're going to have to break that down because that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Even, even saying it out loud is just a lot. Um, so here's what we do know. There is a new character. His name is Corey. He has a bigger role in the movie than both Laurie and Allison. He, for all intents and purposes, he is the main character. Now, here's what we don't know. Where the hell did he come from? Because nobody in this trilogy has been named Corey so far. Mm -hmm. uh, or in the franchise, for that matter. Second of all, uh, why is he the central focus of this movie and not Laurie, considering this is Laurie's trilogy? C, how, how does he tie into this at all? Like, what is his role in this? What, what how? Yeah, because if this is supposed to be like a legacy, like, you know, trilogy, like, it's kind of weird to, in, to introduce like another character that we've all never heard of. Right? I, I agree. And that's why I said, hopefully this is just a small, teeny tiny piece of a puzzle that, we're really confused about right now because we can't see the whole puzzle. You I would say, I, mean? I would I'm say if anything, for that. I would say if anything, Corey or whoever the fuck it is, he would definitely be like the heart of the movie, but he's not the main character. I would definitely say oh, Jamie this... Lee Curtis. It, I could definitely say, uh, in, in his perspective, he definitely feels like it. I mean, this specifically went on to say his role is bigger than Laurie and Allison. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, Maybe Michael's brother or something like that. I don't fucking know. Like, or Michael's something oh related God, to God, I hope not. It's like his cousin or something. God, please, no. Oh, I hope that does not no, happen. Man. That would be awful. That'd be terrible. Um, and of course, he said, I, here, here's an issue with this third tweet. My general philosophy is that I want people to be excited for movies or put fans in the best possible position to enjoy them. I understand you're in the scoop game, dude, but like, that's not your job. That's not your place to leak that to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know that the way that was worded kind of got to me. I was like, dude, I get it. But like, let the surprise piss people off or let the, let it do what it's going to do to them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I kind of had a problem with him saying that. Um, but I, I agree with him in the sense that, like, we need to go into this with an open mind. Um, I like that. My... The story, like the story for whatever. And, and you shouldn't you shouldn't bash the movie for what you think it should be. I know. Should I agree with I, I agree with him on that, on going mm -hmm. in with, you know, lower, not lower expectations, but 
um, tempered expectations, but I disagree with how he went about spoiling this. Um, you know, it, because that's a different kind of thing than saying, oh, they've cast, you know, leaking that they've cast this person in this role. Like, this is a spoil. This is a big spoiler about the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think back, my thoughts on this. You know, I think back to the original announcement of Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends shortly after 2018 release. Like, we got that whole the picture of the burning house when it says, you know, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode isn't over on blah, 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 Halloween kills and on blah, 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 Halloween ends, like whatever, you know, and we got it in the movie trailer, but the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode isn't over. You know what I mean? We got it in the cool, like movie theater voice and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I don't want to sound hypocritical here. Like we just talked about this with Thor love and thunder about accepting and appreciating a movie for what it is and not what we think it should be. Just like what viewer and on had just said, absolutely. We could be worrying about this for no reason. We could walk out of this thing going, well, dang, that rocked. Like that was different, but it worked. Who knows? And I am going to try and keep an open mind with this one much, much more than what I did with Halloween Kills, because I do think the fact that I had such high expectations uh, for Halloween Kills did kind of uh, put a damper on the experience for me. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, my biggest question regarding this development is that if this is supposed to be the epic finale to this internal and external battle, between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Why are we pushing that story arc to the side? Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly like, like to be honest with you, man, that's the thing I want to see the most. Like I want to see Laurie and Michael just brawl it out. Um, That's been the focus of this Blumhouse trilogy. And my thought is why change that at the last minute? Like, I feel like we need Laurie to be the main focus in order to stick that landing. And, you know, another thing to remember is that although none of the movies prior to 2018 are canon, except for the original, those still matter to us as Halloween fans. Like they're still in the back of your minds, whether or not you realize it or not. And this is going to be the final time that we see Jamie Lee Curtis battling Michael Myers as Laurie Strode on screen. Like that needs to be impactful. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's not like she's going to come back in 10 years and they're going to reset it and it's a new timeline. And you know, this is it. This is Lori's final curtain call for all intents and purposes. Like I I really hope that they don't just dismiss how important seeing that conclude in a meaningful way is to this film. Mm -hmm. You know, even look at Sartain in 2018, like Sartain's entire goal. you, You could almost chalk that up to, the entire goal of Halloween 2018, Sartain's goal in kidnapping Michael and letting the bu- and making the bus crash and all of that stuff was to pin Laurie and Michael up against each other, to throw the two of them in the ring and see what would happen as part of some weird sick experiment. Like he wanted them to fight each other. It's the focus of everything. And it, I feel like it, it's just going to be super odd if we make it to the last film, we make it to the end. And that's sideswiped. If Lori isn't the focus, you know, I, it, my question is if Lori is not the focus of Halloween ends and this 
we we've taught we've heard Jamie Lee Curtis talk a million times about trauma and about um and about the the idea that this is all you know this is about Lori's trauma and this is about you know Lori's journey up to this point. If Lori is not the focus of this film, what was the point of it all? Mm-hmm. Why did why did we go through telling Lori's story over the course of the past two movies? If if we're just going to sideswipe that and it's going to be about somebody new. Yeah, so that, I, I, would, I would agree with you. Yeah. Well, in regards to like, uh, you know, this entire fucking movie, like ending in the in the with uh, this guy named Corey being the heart of the film, it, it does seem like a little bit of like it's almost like, you know, how like, you know, the third movie of like an horror icon gets and it's like an entirely different fucking cast. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like, well, where, where the fuck did we go with this? Like who like where's it's like uh, it was like when Freddie came. And Nightmare on Elm Street, and you had uh, what's her name? Who was the main character for Nightmare on Elm Street? Nancy. Nancy with Thompson. Nancy. Yeah, it's like with Nancy and all that stuff. And then you kind of want everything. You want uh, when when they announced Nancy was going to come back for uh, Dream Warriors, you were excited. But then she gets killed off, uh, you know, at the end, and the whole movie is pretty much primarily based off of uh, right of the Dream Warriors, like all the other characters. Like it's kind of like it kind of cheapens the the storyline of of Nancy. And I hope this movie doesn't particularly cheapen uh, the storyline of Laurie Strode. And because, like, the whole focus has been, like, all about, like, uh, Laurie Strode, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Like, she's been, like, uh, campaigning for this fucking movie, like, pretty much. She's she's one of the main uh, people that's, like, been going for it. I'd much rather it be about more about Allison than fucking uh, Corey, if that's the case. If you were going to sideline, like, Laurie Strode again, I'd right. much rather it have been, like, Allison. But to and bring in this other new random character, character. yeah, because of her character and what she went through. But if it's if you're just gonna bring this other like uh character in the mix, like, well, what the fuck? What the fuck are we going with this? Hundred so. percent. I completely agree with you. Um, let's go over to the chat real quick. Jay Dead Michael died in between movies from a broken heart. He just wanted to be accepted and loved in age kills. Who knows, man? Could All be. man wanted was a hug. It he makes me think of that scene in the back. <laughs> it makes me think of the scene in Jaws when they're sitting there, when they're when they're doing the whole I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I've had a little drink about an hour ago, and that whole thing uh, when Richard Dre- they're showing each other their scars and stuff, and he goes, "Look at this one." He pulls his shirt open and he's like, "He goes, I died of an open heart or a broken heart," <laughs> and he starts laughing or whatever. That's how I pictured Michael. That was a terrible <laughs> joke, by the way. Uh, Corey will be the one uh, trying to explain why Michael is the way he is, in mm. my opinion. And that's an interesting thought as well. Kind of like a Paul Rudd thing? Kind of. If you structure Corey as um, as a character who you, you're experiencing what's happening, you're experiencing the showdown between Laurie and Michael through his eyes, that could be interesting. That's different. I, I could I could see how that would be very, very different. Uh, Rosalia says, mystery character, interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, Jaded says, I think there's going to be a supernatural and mind control <laughs> tie-in with Corey and the radio tower. I hope you're uh, I hope. I, I hope that's a joke, because if that's a legit theory, uh, I'm, I'm a little scared. <laughs> I hope not. Scared they did. Who knows, man? Uh, Casey says, wonder if we'll get any flashbacks. <laughs> I love Tom Jones Jr. as Loomis and Aaron Armstrong as 78 Michael. It would be dope seeing more mm. scenes like they did in Kills. I think that would be cool. I, I don't know if we're going to get that. 
There isn't um, much of the 1978 event that would tie into this anymore. But, well, it's not even that. I think it's like, what more haven't we seen? Mm-hmm. Like, we have the 1978 movie. We have we know what happened after he fell off the balcony. Now we maybe, saw him get arrested. Corey is like, so it's like maybe Corey's a relative of uh, Hawkins' partner or something like that. Like who fucking knows? Like yeah, I don't know. It, could, it listen. It could be. I don't know. My only problem with the I loved the flashback. Listen, Aaron Armstrong <sighs> killed it. Uh, Tom Jones Jr. looked identical to mm. Loomis. They did. Chris Nelson did a superb job making him look like loomis my only problem was the the dialogue they gave him because the dial when he comes up and he's like officer hawkins where is michael did he kill again meanwhile michael is standing on the porch like bro you you literally would have ran past him no he asked did he kill again i know but like what happened did michael kill again or something like that i know and i just i don't know something about that line felt very strange to me i was like really you felt yeah. out of character yeah. from Loomis. Part of yeah, and part of me wants to like. I feel like that's not something that Loomis would have said because Loomis would have known. Of course, he killed again. That duh. Like, of course he did. You know. So I that felt a little out of character for me. That was really my only criticism with the flashback. I thought everything else was hundred percent ten out of ten. Um, Jada says Myers Love and Thunder. <laughs> oh God! Uh, who, if listen, it's becoming that, yeah, it could be. Listen, I, I've seen quite a few people. You say, know, trilogy, trilogy—the uh, third installment of a trilogy never really hits. Quite a few people have said that they think this is going to be a very controversial movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even a lot of industry insiders that typically talk about Marvel and DC and other projects have been like, "I'm watching Halloween Kills." and this whole thing unfold because it's going to be or Halloween ends, excuse me, because it's going to be a very interesting ride for the next couple of months. And that starts this week, man. This whole crazy Buku butt cheeks ride starts this week. And it's going to be a fun time, man. We're, we're going to like it. Uh, Rosalia said, you're right, Brad. Got to have that epic showdown with Lori. You do. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. Lori cannot be irrelevant. Sidelined. It can't. She cannot she be sidelined can't at be all. Sidelined. I don't think it's possible for you to kick Lori to the curb and still stick the landing on this movie. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that that's possible. Um, J-Dead says, 78 mm-hmm. Myers, no, but a Myers uh, as a little kid, maybe. What are you talking about? Oh, you're talking flashbacks. You're saying uh, flashback to Michael as a little kid. I don't know if I want that. I don't know if we need to see that. I think keep the amb- the ambiguity of it. I think that's. I think it'd be cool to keep the uh, the amb- ambiguity of um, of Myers. Uh, by the way, I just saw and they, listen. We don't put stock into this, but we're at four hundred and ninety nine subscribers right now. So if hey guys, watching, give us a subscriber. And you yeah, haven't. If you want to be that five hundred subscriber, if I ever meet you, I'll give you the strongest high five ever, man. We would really. I thought. I thought you were about to say something else. Pause. No. I didn't know what you were going to say. Uh, yeah, four ninety nine, man. I, that's we're we're really close to five hundred. Again, we don't put too too much stock into subscribers, but it's really it, it's it's really cool to to see. It's it really nice to see like all the all the work. It'd be that cool we've to done, see that number know. go up. Well, it's not even that. It's cool to see this community grow. Like it makes me smile looking through this chat and seeing people have meaningful conversations with each other and greet each other and say hello to each other. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really really cool, man. Like that yeah. just. 
that makes me really, really, really happy uh, deep inside my loins. Um, Data says, flashback to Myers as a kid when we killed or when he killed Judith could show the radio tower purpose. It could. I still think I'm in the camp, though, that I think people are. I don't know. I kind of think that the, the radio tower is being blown up into way more than it needs to be. I do. I, mm-hmm. I don't think the ra- everybody. I, there's a lot of theories about the radio tower. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're gonna fall off, and that's how Michael's gonna die, or he's gonna push somebody off the radio tower, or, uh, or the radio tower is emitting a signal that's making Michael crazy, or like I don't think it's gonna be any of that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will play a role. Like maybe that's how they try to contact the police, or maybe that's how they try to contact somebody. Like I don't know, but. I don't think it's going to be sent anything as buku wild and crazy as, uh, as some people are making it out to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think uh, it'll definitely Jay- be like a climactic thing. Yeah. Yes, it, it could be. Jaded says the, fi- the 500 sub gets a Miguel mustache water bottle. <laughs> hey, we're hey, I mean, sure. We're, we're doing t-shirts. Well, this is, this is a, uh, you're looking at the very first, uh, <laughs> let's talk movies t-shirt, by the way. There you so, go. Give us a little shake, my guy. We don't, uh, I, I know, right? We I don't we don't have them like for sale or anything, but hopefully in the future. So yeah, just we're just one. testing the water. I wanted some one. designs here and there because we 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 would like to go to some uh, comic cons and stuff like that. But um, we would like to do some comic con stuff like that. But also, we want to be able to represent, you know, our podcast. So I mean, if we could do it in a good way, great. That's true. We could, man. It'd be yeah. uh, it'd be pretty cool. So uh what is happening on my phone right now i don't know what's happening youtube is like i i had youtube pulled up um like the studio pulled up on my phone and i don't know why but it's like completely i don't know it's being weird we crashed so much traffic (laughs) we 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 crashed youtube that's what just happened man i yo yeah i just saw it we just hit big congrats guys there you go on Thank one you. of our longest shows, we're, mm-hmm. we're about we're in three minutes. We're going on three hours, which is Bless awesome, me. bro. Yeah, five hundred subscribers. We love you guys. Seriously, uh, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Shout out to the movie Absolutely lovers, man. Awesome. Really, whoever whoever did those last two, man, you you rock. Uh, and and like we said before. It's not something that that matters a whole lot, but it's 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 cool to see milestone things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That that's so awesome. Thank you guys. We love you guys, man. You're amazing. We will do a uh, well. This week is going to be kind of crazy, but we'll do a 500 subscriber uh, Q and A one of these days, and we'll just we'll literally just hang out. That'll be the point. We won't talk movie news. We won't talk whatever. We'll just hang out with you guys. So yeah. that'll be a fun one. J Dead says, "Congrats, guys. Y'all deserve every one of them. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jay." Jay Dead, you've been one of you've been somebody that's been with us since like the very beginning, like the early days, uh, and you're awesome, man. We we really appreciate every single one of you um, that's hung out with us for a long time, and I, I don't know, that's that's kind of surreal. It's mm-hmm. really weird to look at it and see 500. He's gonna cry on the car for sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so yeah, man, that that's kind of that that's the the big stuff about Halloween ends. Um, I did have one more image. Somebody asked. Uh, viewer Anon, why a new lead? If it's the final movie, why is it not focusing on Lori? And here's what Viewer Anon did have to say. 
This was on the 14th. Michael is less important than he's been in any other non-Halloween 3 movie, uh, non-Halloween 3 movie in the franchise. It's not a Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode movie, even if they sell it like that. And and that kind of even opens up a new conversation. Like, are they going to, uh, I don't know. Are, are they, are they going to market it as a, are they going to market it as a Michael versus Laurie movie? And then have you walk into a theater and it's going to be like, not at all what you expected. Or, I doubt it. I, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. I, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure how they're going to do that. Uh, it, it concern. It does concern me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And again, I, I'm going to walk in with an open mind and I'm going to keep an open mind through this whole thing. But um, proud of you, buddy. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how how all this goes. And I down. and I hope you keep like an open mind in this movie because like when you first I saw do. Halloween Kills, you were. You were kind of thrown off by it. I personally love Halloween Kills, but you were kind of thrown off by it. So right. I think it'd be easier. I think it'd be safe to say that I may end up not liking Halloween ends more than you do. And that's mainly because, you know, I personally like Halloween Kills because the way the theme was in that movie, which is like stack bodies on bodies. Well, but I I would say that <laughs> stack bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies on yeah bodies. yeah exactly um well and if you go back and watch like i actually watched it the other day because i was making a playlist because you know like we all like to do parking lot reviews like what well, we as soon as we walk out of the theater we like to give our like immediate thoughts on something mm-hmm. and um uh if you go back and watch our parking lot review from halloween kills when we're walking to our car in the parking lot Miguel was like, that was awesome. And I'm like, I, th- I think I liked it. Yeah. You know? I was kind yeah, of like, I, I, that. I was like, I think it was good, but I also don't know. Like I'm really confused. And everybody, all of you guys in the comments were like, you have to watch it a second time. Yeah. Uh, or like you have to see it a second time or else it's not going to make any sense. And it was right. The minute I watched it for the second time, I was like, Okay, it was different than I was expecting, but like I kind of have fun with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you just uh, you just gotta accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, Derek and friends, I was your five hundred. Derek, thank you, buddy. Rob, see you, man. Thank you so so much. That's awesome, dude. Uh, he says I love spreading the love. Well, that's dude. You made our day. Yeah, legit made our day. Thank you so so much. Um, Real quick, Miguel, final thoughts. Uh, guys, if you have questions, comments, concerns, if you want to give us you know, your social security number, do whatever, throw it in the chat right now. I'm kidding. Don't Please do not do that. Do not put your social security number out there. Uh, Makes throw it in the chat now before we get out of here. Um, over three hours, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Miguel, final thoughts. Marvel Studios, Halloween ends. We just talked about a whole lot of stuff. But like we said, we hadn't had a live show this week. So this is... Um, this has been a big one. Um, my overall general thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> if I had to wrap this up in a bow, I would say pretty much. Now that now that COVID is you know kind of subsiding right now, and we're going back to the movies, we're all enjoying the experience, and we're all spending thirty bucks on each individual watching a movie. 
we're gonna go back to uh you know just enjoying all of these blockbusters and different like indies and horrors and all sorts of subcategories of movies we're gonna be watching it's important to know that like every single director every single movie every single franchise is gonna give what we all hope to see and i think since the pandemic has subsided i think now that we can come in back to uh back to a certain to a business that we didn't think was gonna make it we did not think that the well, movie industry was gonna make it for a hot minute we had a whole concept discussion on what happens to the theaters what happens to the movie business with the with the pandemic so well, one of our earliest episodes was on mm -hmm. what is the future of the movie theater that was in like yeah. our first like it was like our seventh episode or something like that mm -hmm. so so yeah it's just now that we're going back, now that we're able to come back to the movie theaters and enjoy the experience that we've all come to know and love, that we've took our our high school or middle school sweetheart Rebecca or something like that to the movies, like <laughs> we're we're going we're back we're back to that atmosphere and let's just all enjoy the ride. All of these big movies that are coming out, all these movies that we review, all these movies that are gonna come out in the next decade or so, like, you know, let's just enjoy it. Let's Let's watch it. Let's spend that thirty bucks, and then let's just come back to come back to us, guys, and then we'll, we'll be happy to talk about it. If you guys have any movies you want to recommend to us moving forward, let us know in the chat. Let us know in the comments. If there is any particular genre or concept you want us to talk about, anything big that's coming on, let us know because yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Some days we don't have a topic until the hour before, so well, we would love some help. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, I think the theme of this whole thing, uh, it's funny. We're, we're touching on a lot of things. I'm still thinking about like, you know, we're talking about our older episodes and we just hit 500 and we're talking about the stuff that we talked about tonight. Like, I think the theme of this, you know, thinking about like now that co we're at a point where, you know, COVID isn't gone, but we're, we're surviving with COVID. You know what I mean? Like... Mm now that we're going back to the theaters and things like that, I think it's really important to try and walk in objectively and just try to enjoy a movie for the sake of enjoying a movie, you know, yeah. like, uh, understand and, that these movies that are coming out would not have, would not have been, uh, would not have been in the theaters if, if we didn't, you know, survive what we went through was the pandemic. Yeah. So. I think I learned a lesson about that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I learned a lesson in that, with Halloween kills that I like, and I, I tried to do that with multiverse of madness, but even multiverse of madness, I kind of did the same thing. Like I was like, I, I think I went in expecting too much. And I think, and I really, I didn't enjoy multiverse of madness quite as much as I thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. um, Spider-Man no way home was a little bit different because with no way home, all I wanted was Toby and Andrew. That was, that was literally all I, like I, I could care less what else happened in that movie. I just wanted to see Toby and Andrew and I got yeah. that. And yeah. I think that satisfied me enough. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I think I, I really am going to try to do this with Halloween ends because I think, you know, it's the, I, I'd say it's probably the movie that I'm most invested in for the rest of the year. Um, that, I, that I'm the most looking forward to because I, I am a big fan of the franchise. I, I mean, as you guys know, and I, um, I did have issues expecting too much from Halloween kills. I, I really did. And I want to walk into Halloween ends um, 
just ready for whatever happens. You know, if it's if it's killer, great. If it's not great, I. I but I'm hoping. I'm obviously hoping for the best. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm I'm hoping for the best with this thing. It's um, like, it's like so, if it fucking sucks, great. That's what I heard. <laughs> and that that's not necessarily what I mean. I don't think it's gonna suck. I I don't think it's gonna be uh, a Halloween resurrection. I, I don't I don't think that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll probably end up working for this. A franchise. lot of this, yeah. yeah. You know what's gonna be really interesting is after the fact. Um, being able to watch 78 2018 kills and ends all as one timeline. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting to kind of see how they tie into each other and things like that. Um, but I, I don't know, man, that it's just, it, it's kind of it long stream a lot that we just talked about. Uh, Jaded says maybe a throwback streamer vid once a week would be cool where you all uh, review episodes of a classic horror or sci-fi series like Twilight Zone or Tales from the Dark Side. That would be cool, man. Yeah, I I, um, I was thinking about that. That's why we did Event Horizon because a friend of our, a friend yeah. of ours like recommended it, and I was like, yeah, let's just throw it in there because during our uh, thing with Michael Myers, we're like, we have to throw something else in there. Like, yeah. I mean, Michael, like Halloween is a big yeah. franchise, but we have to throw in there something. Well. And that's what we do with the purely and simply evil show, like where we go back and like we're doing Elm Street right now. Like that's why Mike and Jay are joining us. Um, you know, uh, Tuesday night is we're going to talk Elm Street three. Um, like purely and simply evil is a show where we can just take extremely deep dives for two hours into mm-hmm. a movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and and we're I mean we have we literally have I kid you like I'm not kidding you right now. I have it in notes on my phone. Miguel and I have talked about at least seven or eight seasons of Purely and Simply Evil that we could do. So prepare. Like, it's going to be a long, like, we have a lot to go. I mean, we got to get through all the Elm Streets. We got to get through the Friday the 13th. I mean, we have smaller franchises like Jaws and The Exorcist and Hellraiser. We have Zombies, which is... I'm not saying we're we're doing Zombies next season, but we're doing zombies next season um, because we're both big zombie fans. Like I, like we have a lot planned for that show. Plus we're going to do this classics revisited thing, which isn't its own show uh, on its own, but this is going to be a segment where we'll take you know, again, like Miguel said, sometimes we don't know what topics we're going to talk about. So we'll do a classic revisited show. Like, like necessarily uh, we'll just talk like we'll do, it'll be like a watch along. And we've talked about the first two doing because we're fans of those movies, King Kong from 2005, Peter Jackson's King Kong and uh, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla from 1998. Um, We want to do the like watch alongs of those two. (laughs) We want to do watch alongs of those two films. So like, so we are going to go back and explore things, you know, kind of constantly as well. Uh, Rusty Nails going on, man. He says, let me clear it up for you. Corey is the new lead. So instead of a B plot, this guy just takes center stage. They basically just punted the whole trilogy out the door. No connective tissue. I don't know, man. I, I hope, I hope that's not true. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but it, it kind of sounds like it's possible that it could go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? <coughs> but I know my voice is getting tired. We are about three hours and 10 minutes into the show. Guys, I think that is going to do it for us for episode number 84. 
of Let's Talk Movies. This has been one of our longest episodes ever. Remember, we have a ton of stuff coming up. Tuesday night, Mike and Jay are joining us for episode number 15 of Purely and Simply Evil. Uh, we're going to talk a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors. We're going to talk Halloween Ends with them. That's the day before the trailer drops. So we'll have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, we've wanted to do, we, the four of us have talked about doing a show together for a long time. Um, and we're finally going to get to do it, which is awesome. Uh, we have Oktoberfest coming up as well. The trailer for Oktoberfest is on the channel right now. You can go check that out. October is going to be a big, big, big month for the channel and for the stuff we have coming up. Uh, again, there's a little tease of the stuff we have coming in October on that tra on that teaser as well. Uh, it's going to be a really, really cool time. You guys are absolutely amazing. We hit 500 subscribers during this stream. Like, that's pretty sick. That's pretty insane, to be completely honest with you. Uh, much love to every single one of you. Thank you to our awesome moderators, uh, J Dead Sierra and Julia. New episodes of our shows premiere every single Tuesday. My voice is getting really scratchy. Tuesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Talk the Movies. You guys are absolutely amazing. We love every single freaking one of you. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday with Mike and Jay. Peace. Peace.